0: Hello, and before you get started on this episode of Zap to the Past, we would just like to say thank you to the following people. Andy Marsh, Cole Hutchinson, David Hearn, Sven Oser, 2000DC, Gary Heather, Roger McNally, Joshua Dove, Mark Fletcher, Etienne Wettingfield, now Bullet. Alexander Gosling, Tim TJ Walker, Phil Sowerby, Joshua K, Dominic Kendrick, Rune P, Steve Perrant, Nick James, Daniel Spreadbury, Peter Price, Richard Davey, Johan Rupstad-Lia, Dennis Breakhouse, ALH2Retro, and Liam Carew. These awesome people have chosen to back our Patreon at the C64 tier, and we are hugely appreciative of the support they offer. If you want to join them and get a mention in next month's shout-out, access to our Discord server, and any special releases that we put out, under other cool stuff and sign up by the 18th of the month at patreon.com forward slash zapped to the past for little more than the price of a pint of beer. It helps us keep playing the games so you don't have to. And now, on with the show. In a world of And welcome to episode 81 of Zapped to the Past. I am Adrian Mills, and I'm joined, as always, by Graham Raddings. If you haven't listened before, this is a podcast where we discuss games that were released for the Commodore 64. Last time, we looked at our first batch of games from issue 35 of Zapped 64, which we are in no way affiliated with, and were damned by demon stalkers, we growled at Garfield, and we lick liquefied our innards god lord at the little green man this week we continue our look at the games in march 1988 along with what was also going on in uk albums that month so graham inform us of the order of events
1: for this week in this large outdoor adventure and country pursuit shop selling brass duck horns horse leg walking sticks tweed and hessian underpants and knickers a 30 tog three-piece duvet winter suit and a climber's mint cake so packed with sugar your teeth will dissolve of an episode. We admire some jaw-dropping graphics and fab sounds, while also spitting curses at the difficulty level in the always supremely challenging IO. Ingest some roids, grab our best fur thong and oversized sword, and then blindly amble the streets of California looking for music chords in the dreary Masses of the Universe, the movie. Spend all 12 of our money in an attempt to win nothing whatsoever in the vacant and tonally jagged Fruit Machine Simulator, and go on a monochromatic quest to find our motorbike parts and concert tickets before John steals our girlfriend. In the outright depressing sidewalk. If that can of English breakfast, Swiss Army sporks, Packers tent and toilet and bag of thermal mints hasn't awakened your inner lumberjack, we also head into familiar sidearm scrolling shoot-em-up territory with the decidedly interesting, if derivative, Zybex. Heading to more familiar top-down shooting territory, this time piloting the nearly brand Xevious clone fighter craft of Point X. Explore the moral dilemmas and integrity of no one we know or care about in the game that misses the point completely, a question of scruples, before finally getting a good old-fashioned dose of decent graphics and brilliant music, even on a budget, with the fantastic Battle Valley. Once again, we see pointless games drifting their way back into our collective transom. Be gone, you funny little turds. Be gone!
0: that sounds marvelous maybe <laughs> delicious
1: <laughs> delicious mm, what a tasty beverage
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the sampling shall be legendary
1: <laughs> do you mind if i wash that down with a sip of your beverage <laughs>
0: <laughs> why no sir help yourself <laughs> Aye, yeah. oh yeah so uh yeah we're into march we're gonna look at stuff we looked at the
1: uh, cover didn't we last time we did the one with the moon and uh, not the moon the uh, astronaut on the front with the reflection of the i guess he's he on the moon i think well I think it had a can... moon on it i think it had a moon in it
0: oh yeah who knows where they were anyway yeah so um yeah you got anything you want to say at this point or should we just get into some games no let's just get into the games um, we may as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are interesting bunch this week yeah there are they're a strange bunch in the whole of you know march really is 1988 eight's proved to be a quite challenging year, so let's just see what there has to <laughs> so is, far. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of challenging, let's get into
0: our first one, shall we? Aye. All right, here we go. Hi ho, this is the dwarves favorite song. Get favorite game, isn't it? Sorry. Hi ho. Hi ho. Hi ho. There is now
1: going to be... There's definite tumbleweeds for that.
0: <laughs> it's it's into oblivion we go.
1: <laughs> yes, it Indeed. is. Indeed,
0: IO. We're getting into IO. Into oblivion is where we're going. Uh Io. 8.95, 80%. I should have noted who released it. It's Firebird, isn't it? It's Firebird games. It's, it's Firebird, yeah. Firebird. Did a fire turd? We shall find out. I Probably not. is not. <laughs> IO. It's got a, quite a reputation, hasn't it, IO? Yeah. Anyway. There are some simple truths about IO. It looks amazing. It has amazing presentation. It's just too damn hard. Next. Yes. That's a go. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So IO or into oblivion. Yes, it stands for into oblivion as it stands for. £9 from Firebird, who must have thought all their Christmases had come at once when this dropped into their lap, I can imagine, mm. from some of the other stuff they must have been presented. Like Nebulous before it, this is from an unknown at the time, coding by Douglas Hare. His first game and one of only two he did for the C64, his second being Exterminator in 1991. But he did go on to work on lots of other stuff as well. But uh, for the C64, he did two games, mm. though this is the first. He's got graphics by Bob Stevenson as well. Is Doug's hair a demo person or anything? Is he... no. No, No.
1: just straight into games.
0: All right, because uh, it's got graphics by Bob Stevenson as well, so it's just where they would meet. I don't know. Yes, that, those of uh, you know Bob Stevenson the uh, incredible demo visuals. He did lots of pictures, didn't he, for Compunet, I think, Bob Stevenson. He was that, that person, wasn't he? Um he did That's loads the of one. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, whatever the background of this, there's no doubt in the coding and visual chops on display here. This is polished and smooth and looks phenomenal throughout. You can't get away from that. This looks the business. There's not much of a story to this beyond the simple fact that some kind of alien monsters have invaded some region of space and you have to go and sort them out in your spaceship. There you go. It's simple and effective. It's a side scrolling shooter in the vein of Nemesis and Synapse. before it. The game loads and there's a decent Dave Whittaker piece for once. Not not not, not annoying, not sure. This is actually quite a decent bit of tune actually. It's a little more sci fi and tuneful than his usual three second loop. Reminded me of that one he did for that uh Pickford brothers game which was also quite good.
1: Yeah, it's um, not when, bad is it?
0: Yeah when it when he does a de- when he sets his mind to it he can do a decent sci fi tune worker though. So quite interesting i quite like this as a sample Sounds like that was
1: written on his school report <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably was they were it's terrible at
1: english but he can do a mean soundtrack when he puts his mind to it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it'll go a long way
0: snap there's a sample of incredibly well-drawn landscape also scrolling past with the title of the game front and center at the bottom fifth of the screen is the ui as well it's just there the UI never moves. It's just always there at the bottom of the screen, title screen, in-game. There's the UI. There it is. Shows the scores of either player and the high score. That's it, really. It's all you need. A uh, number of lives as well. Yes, this layout stays true when you start the game, but it's no bad thing. As the landscape. There's a nice... When the, when the music changes, when the music finishes, it kind of fades to black and the landscape changes. So you can sort of get a sense of the different levels you'll be progressing through, and they all look great. They really do. From sci-fi installations, arid red landscapes, jungle-esque environments. You know, Bob Stevenson's work here is you know is brilliant. It's really well done. It's really good. If you can, you can move the joystick to the right, and that selects a two-player game. And I quite like the way that does that because that sort of fills in the two-player box. Um, yeah, in the it's UI clever. At the bottom, it's nice. It's a really nice, nice work, nice UI usage. Uh, move it to the left, and it just disappears back because it's just into a one-player game that's really nice pressing the fire button starts the game and it's here right here the pain starts the pain oh the pain oh the pain of it all the pain oh the pain the pain so the game starts with a potentious music stab that you'll hear a lot dun
2: dun
0: dun don't get me wrong it's really good All this is great. And you drop from the belly of a drop ship into the level. The presentation is great. However, instantly you feel too slow and you shoot just one bullet. So you feel underpowered. Like, uh, okay. Also instantly ground emplacements fire directly at you and a wide arcing wave of enemies zooms in pretty much too fast for you to dodge. So you die, die again and die again. and It's game over. It took me about four seconds. I think <laughs> of actual play yeah. time. I
1: figured out how you do it. Then once I figured out, I was like, ah, but yeah, loads of times I died.
0: Yeah. Dun 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 dun. Ah, <sighs> like okay, yeah. okay, it's yeah, you, tough. You wear that a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay, it, it's tough. You start again. You take out the ground targets to get to the top of the screen, and but you'll probably die then because you won't get to the top of the screen because one of them will you won't shoot me enough, so you'll die again. You'll try again. You'll you'll take out the ground targets and manage to get to the top of the screen around the wave. Take out the top one. Um, there's another ground target at the top because there's at level, you know, it's like um, Nemesis, which is bits to level at top and bottom. So you're going through the the first level is the uh, sort of uh, sci-fi based thing. So there's things at the top and things at the bottom. You'll move down to try and get to the power up, but a fast moving wave moves in and you die again. So, dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun,
2: Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Back to the beginning, drop out the drop sheet, repeat your moves, manage to avoid the second wave and get to the power ups. So the power ups in this come in three varieties if you just fly into them, they're smart bombs. They destroy everything on screen, including enemy bullets, which is one of the game's only concession to helping you out, because um, that is useful. Truth. Not not every game destroys enemy bullets, does it? With a smart bomb? No, oh, very good. It is. <clears throat> yeah, damn useful. If you shoot them though four times, why well, it has to be four times? I don't know. Maybe because you know whatever. They turn into an extra bullet, so you, you can have an extra bullet on screen. So you can shoot twice. That's quite good. If you collect a second one of these, you can have three bullets firing at once, and, and that's your limit with bullets. If At that point, so you, th- more of these appear as you go through the levels, so they kind of appear, and they always kind of appear in the same place. So you, you, these are levels to learn. I'll say that now. You have to learn this game. You have to learn Absolutely. where to be. At which point, where to be on the screen, where to shoot, where to move. Because if you don't, you're dead. Because you don't move fast enough. So you have to learn exactly where to be. Once you've shot those, if you've got two, three bullets at once, shooting them turns them into orbs. Which then track you, your craft, Nemesis style. So it's like the extra orbs in Nemesis that will fly around yeah, yeah. you. and They follow you. You you can get two. You can get two of them, and they will follow you around. Beyond that, the power ups just give bonus points if you shoot them four times. So at that point, just use them as smart bombs, I guess. Remember, yes, yeah, so you can always use them as smart bombs. Though anyway, should you make it past this? Then we get, if you're into this point, you'll start getting moving land enemies that scroll back and forth and move really fast and fire faster bullets at you. If the others weren't enough, they fire faster bullets at you. So now you have enemies that fire slow bullets, which kind of corner you in, and then one that fires fast bullets, which are to do you in, because you can't move out of the way because the, the slow bullets attract you. Because everything fires at you. There's no, it's just at you. Everything's at you. So they also, these land enemies, they kind of, they move along uh, hidden behind raised bits of the landscape. So if you fly into the landscape, you die. <laughs> but you can fly Ouch. slightly into the landscape, but it's never quite clear how much. <laughs> so you kind of Not like because it's digital, <laughs> you kind of go, "Can oh, I kind of, kind of get dead?"
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, so they're, they're bullets spewing out. You get rockets taking off when we get near them. Laser gates activate. And then if you get manage to get past that, there's a screen-filling centipede that spins around madly
2: it's Bloody amazing! before, before
0: that. heading off. It really is. I mean, the, don't get me wrong. All this looks incredible, but, you know, you'd be too busy dying to, to notice a lot of it. You can't kill this centipede. You've got no chance. You've got to try and avoid it because the lack of speed, lack of firepower you have. I had, did manage to get the full complement of power-ups at one point. And, again, this is probably the second concession in that contact with a bullet or radio wipes out one of the floating orbs instead of you. So you kind of get... You know, you can take some hits at that point, but it's just dead hard to actually get back to getting orbs again. It's just, oh, for God's sake! Everything going on though. As soon as I lost a couple, I was dead. Dead again in seconds. But it does have checkpoints, but it has checkpoints does, that just does. put you right in the way of really fast-moving enemies that's just zooming on you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I'd rather have the dun 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 ah <laughs> rather than the I'll spawn you here dead. Oh God's sake! And it also does that classic annoying thing that we've said about in so many of these kind of games. When you die, you're back to the basic weapon. No triple shot, not even a double shot, just no. pew, pew, pew. So of course you're dead in moments because you've not got, you know, you're further into the level and you haven't got the um the power to actually shoot anything anymore. It's game over. Just you're not done. <sighs> So at this point, you put the joystick down and you have to consider whether you want to keep playing. Just one thing I forgot to mention in the sidearms review, where we talked about sidearms last last episode, that game doesn't kill you when you fly into the landscape, it just stops you so the ground or the top of the tunnels you, if you crash some of the stuff sticking up but a lot of it just don't kill you so that's good i that was one of the things i did like in that and i do like that in side arms. all you have to worry about in that game is the enemies and the bullets which is enough here we have enemies very close to the ground which you generally have to go partially into in order to shoot but go too far it's kaboom goodbye to any power which you may have had and there's all kinds of stuff, and there's everything whizzing about there's too much there's too many things in this game to and you don't have once again We've said it before. We've said it again. We'll say it again. I'm sure you just don't have the firepower, the movement ability to to get away from all this stuff. I, I found it's it, you, and it does become like just a. It's not a reaction fest. It's a memory test, like we said about Delta. Yeah. So it's a technique, like we said about Delta, technical marvel. It's a technical marvel without being play tested by any any bugger. You know, brought it in, probably sat there in front of everyone and went, "This is how you play it." Look, they went, "Oh, it's amazing." Put it out without anyone else sitting down and going, "This is too hard. It's too hard, man." We done <sighs> now. I'm sure it is possible to get through this to the end. I'm sure it is. I'm sure if I went on YouTube, I could find you know a long play of some very very uh, talented person getting their way through this. But not me. No, it's just it's too hard. It just it feels punitive when others you know other games feel welcoming. Even Nemesis gave you power up craft to shoot when you died in order to get back to where you were. Not as many. Only gave you a couple like the arcade game, which gives you loads. But there's none in this. You're just screwed. When you die, you're dead, and you will be dead, and you will die. So you've got no chance. You can't get back to where you were power-wise because you move too slow. You haven't got enough firepower. and You've lost your drones. You're done for. So yeah, it's got checkpoints, Okay, but like I said, they're worthless when they put down down to the basic weaponry, which is barely enough to survive the start of the game. I really want, you know, I've always wanted to like this game. I O. It looks and sounds great. This the sprite design and backgrounds are amazing. The this music is lovely. Everything's great about this. It wouldn't look too out of place. Bit of spruce up no, in an arcade. This you know it's got a really arcade vibe to it. It's just too punishing. You know, like Light Force. It's only got four levels, but Life Force felt achievable. This just feels like you're constantly underpowered for what it is. For what it's coming at you, and that soon turns into a. It soon turns the game from a challenge to a to an annoyance to a frustrating experience. And all the great graphics in the world unfortunately cannot save it from that and that's a great shame because with a bit of playtesting a bit of player affordance this could have been an all-time classic on the c64 as it is it's a great looker at a technical tour de force but as a thing to play it's just too punishing and you just don't there's not enough reward for the amount of effort you've really got to put into it so there you go that's what i thought of ios what i've always thought of ios what i thought of it back then when i had 14 year old or 15 year old
1: reflexes but god knows you know I'm 50 year old now god knows no chance what about you how did you feel all the same issues really i mean it's very impressive visually this definitely be a contender i don't doubt for the sort of best visuals when we come yeah, to awards yeah, yeah. time, I mean, it's such a technical bunch of you know crazy voodoo going on under the hood here. Complex, massive, multiplex sprites and graphics, and there's such there's such stuff going on. It's mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, you name it. I think there's 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 a trick or a VIC chip, you no know, trickery going on in here somewhere because there's just some amazing stuff. It's just so freaking hard. <laughs> I mean, yep. take if you take you take it for what it is, which is a technical tour de force. Fine. The issue with difficulty here. It always was. It's, this is, I mean, this is a game that's known for its stupid levels of difficulty. So obviously, as you say, you need to upgrade your ship fast, but you can't. You need to upgrade it better than you do, but you can't. You start off underpowered, as you do in a lot of these games, but that isn't going to help you here. You quickly realize that some of these enemies, you don't have to shoot them. You've just got to get out the frigging way. Because if you don't, you're dead, and then you're going to hear the dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun, and that becomes a reminder to you of your own stupidity for not remembering where you needed to be at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, really. Here, isn't it? This is no more a shoot than any other. This is a memory test. And if you've got a good memory, and eventually, I mean, I've seen people play Ikaruga and do the same sort of thing, and that becomes a little bit of a memory test. You need to know where you line your ships up and where you don't, and all the rest of it. And fine, okay. Uh-huh. And it is that, you know. And I, I got, I didn't, I can. You could never say to anyone, I got quite far in IO. I got as far as I could possibly get with human reflexes um (laughs) so i got you know i got like you i got i maybe got as powered up as i could probably get to never made it off level one i can tell you that i got to the boss at the end and saw all of the you know the and some of the some of the visuals and then then i took a trip to youtube because i wanted to see what some of the other level visuals are like and they're just mind-blowingly good Um, especially the final boss thing that you see i think it's the final final boss just mind-blowing the graphics that are on display and that full screen of beautifully shaded pixel art with all the you know, 20, 30 sprites flying around at any given moment. It's just mind bogglingly good. Yep. yep. I doubt that many people have ever seen it without some kind of extensive cheats. I didn't apply cheats to this. I could have. I think the version that's out there by Remember has got a few um, unlimited lives and that. But what's the point in doing that with this? I suppose if you want to see the end. But um, I just went to YouTube. And it might have even, it might have even been um, AL, our our Patreon AL22 is one of his, I think. AL82. Um, AL82, I think it was one of his. Sorry, AL22. I don't know who you are, but AL82 is one of his <laughs> He's um, a inferior yeah. model. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like this, it's like the T-1000 <laughs> and the T-800. And the, and the T- <laughs> It's like, uh, you never had human skin in the early ones. The new one does, obviously. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, I am too hard to, to really enjoy. It's a pity, isn't it? I think it's it looks great as you say, and it looks and sounds great. But it's masking, I think, masking cheap design. Um, I think yeah. the, the game design got lost in here, and it, you forget that you're making a shooter for your actual humans to play, and not for mindless automatons from another world that have no re- have the reflexes of of speed and you know. And it's no, no, no. This is this would be hard for Tron, so it's no good for yeah. me. Yeah,
0: don't don't hide as well. Don't hide enemies behind like sticking up bits of geometry where. You know, a landscape where you have to sort of get around them, where they're shooting at you really fast as soon as they come on screen. So you can't. No. You can't. No. And you don't shoot fast
1: enough. <laughs> a a like, when I, there was a moment when I was playing this, and I'd got past the first, you know, the first erratic display, and then the, I shot the ground turrets quickly, and I got the first few power ups. I'm thinking I'm doing all right here, and then came along two sprites that go beep 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 beep, 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 beep and just fire like twenty bullets at you from. Oh yeah, there's two of them. Thing, yeah. And I was like, no.
0: And they come from behind, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah, one from Blue behind, brown. one in the
1: front. Beep, 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 boo. And I'm like I'm trying to navigate past these through these bullets. I'm like, I'm not fast enough at all. So I'm like, no, it's never gonna happen. I was like, damn you, Io. And
0: then just as you get past them, there's a there's a sneaky little rocket at the bottom just to come up and yeah, get yeah, you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not doing well in this game. This and is and then a laser
0: and then a laser fence.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Yes. Difficult to penetrate this game, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean it's like I said, it's a technical tour de force and but it's not a a game to enjoy. No,
1: it's not. It's not a game I enjoyed about from looking at it. It's not for playing, it's for looking (laughs) at. Looking at.
0: at. We've said that before about another one. (laughs) We have.
1: And this is the same. Steptoe was oh
0: so so correct. (laughs) He was. (laughs) And he always will be. There you go. That's I.O. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to never play that game again. I go. All right, let's move on. Let's move along from I.O. and into our next one. Graham, you have the pleasure once again of of revisiting the planet Eternia, or not in this case, um, and telling us all about Masters of the Universe, the movie. From Gremlin
1: Graphics. Can't tell, can Um, you? No, not at all. Coded by Christian Shrigley. Shrigley? Shrigley. He did Action Fighter, Bounder, uh, Bounder 1 and 2, Gauntlet 2, Bulldog, Future Night. Graphics are by Terry Lloyd. He did Action Fighter, Bounder 1 and 2, Gauntlet 2, Bulldog. (laughs) Future Night. And the design is by Rob Toon. He later does Rick Dangerous. Interestingly, that. Interesting. Musician here, of course, Mr. Ben Daglish. So, this is the game based on the Masters of the Universe film. The film, which was released in 1987 and starred Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella, and Courtney Cox. Strange. The story of the game more or less follows the film, more or less. Okay. So we start on Eternia, and well, we don't start on Eternia, but let's just set the scene. Eternia, (laughs) Skeletor has captured Castle Grayskull and stuck the sorceress in a dungeon, which is not nice. But how did he do that? turns out that evil Lin, who's one of his compadres, had stolen a cosmic key that was invented by a locksmith called Gwildor. Just a note, don't hire locksmiths who can make cosmic keys. Just saying. The device Mm -hmm. can be used to create magic portals to anywhere with the use of special musical chords. And I don't mean cloth cords like trousers. I mean musical so- sounds and notes. <laughs> and so Evil Lin and Skeletor create a I've, sneaky I've, I've, back... I've worn some
0: musical cords in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: bet, I bet. So uh, Evil Lin and Skeletor create a sneaky backdoor into Castle Greyskull. and invade, of course. That doesn't go unnoticed by He-Man and his chums who promptly try and turf old Scallywag and his gang of knobheads out. Unfortunately... <laughs> <laughs> they are quickly overwhelmed. And so, and this is why you should always make two cosmic keys, by the way, if you ever wondered about cosmic keys. Uh, they use the backup other prototype key that Gwildor had handily made to quickly get away from the invasion. Unfortunately, the malfunctioning prototype portal they make transports them to 1980s USA. Handy, um, that. Handy. Well, not so handy for old He-Man. He-Man finds himself lost on Earth, uh, as far as he's aware, out of his time without a cosmic key, which was his, which was lost in transit. And worst of all, Adrian, is in very unforgiving animal print fur underpants. <laughs> Terrible. Not good, that. Not good. Pure lion-o. Pure. <laughs> I say he's, he's just, you know, he just appears in front of people in his pants. All right. Um, he Man's Eternian chums, Gwildor, of course, the key, the key maker here, or the cosmic key maker, and Teela, have also fallen through the portal and are also strewn around somewhere. They're just around. The Cosmic Key has also landed in the hands of an Earth student that, thinking it's a musical instrument, plays it, triggering an intergalactic alarm in Skeletor's office. That ain't good either. Don't want to do that. (laughs) It's stupid. It is stupid. So the the Cosmic Key (laughs) is triggered by musical chords. Okay, now we know that. Uh, that (laughs) And to return to Castle Grayskull, uh, and to end this skelly torment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you play as He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you play as He-Man in this game and wander the flick-screen, scrolly sometimes environments looking for and collecting the eight magic cards for the cosmic key that will trigger the opening of the portal so you can head back to Castle Grayskull and massively kick off. Um... <laughs> That's the plan. He-Man is controlled with the joystick. (laughs) And as you wander around the flick screen place looking for chords, musical chords, you'll encounter some of Skeletor's henchmen or hench people. Let's not be... uh, Let's not gender stereotype these people. Let's not do that. (laughs) Which you can shoot at. Shoot at. Shoot them. You shoot at You shoot dots at them. He's got a magic sword. (laughs) He's He-Man. He's got a magic sword. But... Then I thought about it, I thought, actually, if you're on another planet and you shout by the power of the gate, power of Grayskull, you could say power of Grayskull if you want, power of Grayskull, not could. much is going to happen. Not much is going to happen, is it? Anyway, no, no. Your energy in the game is represented by four sword icons <laughs> that eventually erode away as you take hits, etc. If you run out of if you run out of those energy, you lose a life. You've got five lives. And if you lose those, of course, well, you're a he man X ex-He-Man. Mm. As you wander around, you can and will need to activate a map with the space bar, though it's of actual little use since it displays only pathways and a couple of dots, <laughs> one of which is you. <laughs> the other is where you started. Anyway, this map is to help you navigate. Okay. Oddly, and for reasons I'm completely unsure of, the way you navigate is stupid and weird, (laughs) to say the least. Yes. You essentially walk left and right to rotate the screen you are on 90 degrees, counterclockwise or clockwise. You can then go up or down which scrolls according to which direction you want to go. It's disconcerting and weird on the brain and makes what should be very (laughs) straightforward, very painful. No wonder He-Man gets lost on Earth so easily. If That's how they navigate things on Eternia. Anyway. Um, Also, you'll periodically get messages from Teela and Gwildor telling you to be at certain locations, such as the Scrapyard or Charlie's Electronics, neither of which you'll know where they are, because they're not indicated on any map (laughs) or anywhere you've been. So you don't know where to go, which is kind of daft. And that's for, so I say, for maximum inconvenience, they're not actually indicated on anything useful, like a map. The magic cords only appear when you have killed specific enemies, Not, not that you'll know how many you have to kill or which type, and only in certain locations as well. And there is actually a larger sort of side-on section when you get to the electronic store, if you do happen upon it by accident. And there's even a flying disc section where you climb on board some kind of flying surfboard, sort of fly around. All designed to make your endless journey around this dull brown, purple and gray city more interesting. Which, apart from anything else, it doesn't actually do. Okay. Nope. Graphically, this opens up with a nice title screen logo and what looks like a good He-Man sprite. Of course, that's not what's in the game. Instead, you have a tiny gaunt-inspired main sprite that scuttles around an endless series of samey-looking, dull and boring coloured city streets. You are hassled endlessly, of course, and will constantly need to flick between the map and playing to get anywhere. The music is passable, but it's nothing like the He-Man cartoon, or the film, from what I could gather, and the sound effects are about as bland as you could hope for. There is little to no excitement in this game, that is clearly using the same engine as Death Wish 3 and possibly other other engines um, because of the way that these weird navigation works, which is akin to, if you think about it, Death Wish 3. It was, yes, very much so. It's not good. <laughs> this game, not good. I mean, the film wasn't anyway and pretty much bankrupted the film studio that produced it. So that's not what you'd call the great foundation for a quality game anyway. But this is dull, boring, bland graphics, dull sound, dreary game design. Which is essentially wander around and find stuff. This is He Man. is a giant underpant wearing muscular, <laughs> you know, bodybuilder from another planet. Yep. That's that's pre- that's pretty exciting. That what I've just described is more exciting than anything you'll do with this game. Anything. The fact that he, he faces an enemy that is completely blue and has a head that is a skull. That's quite exciting. And there could be fighting in between those things. That's Quite exciting that. And I know the film doesn't have all those things in it, but just because it's tied to the film license, you know, they could have done it differently, but they didn't do that. What you have here is almost a, it's almost like a Gauntlet-esque type vibe about this, but a Gauntlet-esque vibe that's rubbish. Um, and that's not saying much. It's unexciting. It's tedious. Just let it die. Let, it, let uh, this, this film killed, pretty much killed the Masters of the Universe license. And, I can only imagine Mattel are still angry about this right now. So there's probably people in who are still working at Mattel. If you mention this game, like for God's sake, don't mention that game. Told you about that. <laughs> no, i just took he's just stroking his cosmic key at that point, going, "I'm going to go back to the '80s and change things." <laughs> so, no, I thought this was crap. Um, this was no Masters Universe that I recognised at all. Silly, silly, silly thing. Silly thing indeed. Why didn't they use that sprite that's on the title screen? Aid. I don't get it. So that was a good-looking little He-Man sprite that it you was. could have animated that if you had the skills of animation. Don't give it to the person that did this game because he doesn't have that. So, uh, but there you go. That was my take. Crap. What about you?
0: Yeah. What good is a map with nothing on it?
1: <laughs> it ain't a map. When is a map not a map?
0: <laughs> when it's just a series of lines and dot and a dot. That tells me nothing. I need a location. I need to know where these places are to head towards them. Also, what good is a game that turns you ninety degrees but doesn't really explain why? It took me ages to figure out that that's what I was doing. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Hey, eh, eh, what? Cuz when you turn, you're suddenly in the middle of another intersection." I was like, "Why have I got there?" I walked off the left. <laughs> uh, just, "Hey, eh, what has this horror got to do with masses of the universe?" Uh, And it, you know, wander boring streets being shot at by constantly and inexplicably spawning enemies with the same shot sound effect over and over again. (laughs) Sometimes you'll see a sword and get all your health back and regret doing it because it keeps the game playing for longer. Um, There's no fun to be had here. And once again, a license is slapped into a game just to get it out to tie in with the movie. It's a crappy kind of gauntlet esque wanderathon with another really confusing navigation system. Like we've seen in games like Death Wish, How to Be a Complete Bastard. There's another one, there's others as well. And shit gameplay. I couldn't find any of the bespoke locations. I did get to wander around a graveyard at one point, but that was still confusing to navigate. And the whole thing left me bemused and confused. It was a dull and painful experience. Just like watching the film, really. They've taken the most boring part of the film, which is... The only, they only they don't wander the streets for long as I remember in the film.
1: No, no they don't. Ta- they've taken no.
0: that bit and then oh that'll that'll make a great game. Stupid.
1: <laughs> like, like no, it won't. <laughs> no, but do they just follow like um, Do you remember the um, we when a few many 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 episodes ago we looked at that um what was the time-traveling sort of pilot? What was it? Biggles. We looked at Biggles. Yeah. yeah. That, was a fil- that was a film tie-in. And that had three little sort of mini bits. And that was quite good in its own little way. Yeah, it was all right. Why not do that? Why not Why not pick out the bits that are like that and do more of those things? Why can't we do that? Why does it have to be this stupid shit?
0: Uh, see, I thought this reminded me. Not so, I know it's got Death Wish 3 because I know it's got that. But I thought the it looked... Do you know what this game reminds me of? It's not so much Death Wish 3, but... It has the whiff of that mask game. There's something yeah. about it. Looks yeah. like that. That was Gremlin, wasn't it?
1: That was Gremlin as well, wasn't that, it? The, 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 was it?
0: Was it Mask Two? Was it? Or was, it yes. or was it the first Mask game? The one where you're wandering around that canyon and
1: just... Oh, that uh, was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, because the second one was that
0: crappy side-on thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. No, but, I yeah. completely and and also yes, it's very much like that. Very of that ilk.
0: Yeah. There's just nothing of Masters of the Universe here. Like you said, that Biggles game did, did it much better. I don't know. It could have been worse though. It could have been like Highlander with just Skeletor and He Man fighting.
1: <laughs> I'd have preferred that. At least it would have been contextually more accurate. True, true. And would have got seen his underpants and went better. Which yeah. mean, which just why been didn't good? they use the little sprite that was on the title screen? It's when it's when I saw that I thought, if they use that, that's gonna that is a really cool little He Man sprite, that.
0: Yeah. So. I know. It's obviously too good. <laughs> that's all I can think. Uh, there you go masters of the universe the movie 57 percent it got as well didn't it
1: they're a bit generous yeah i wouldn't have given it that
0: no i wouldn't have neither so um, that's that's a high i think this is below average so below a 50 for me painfully they said it all it's aimed at the younger
1: audience but i think no it's not this is going to be boring for anyone kids not gonna like this Yeah, aimed at the younger audience what embryos (laughs) who don't know what they're looking at
0: just got really flobby thumbs and they can't well, the hold a joystick the target properly. audience
1: for He-Man is obviously the people that like He-Man which is kids it's a toy yeah true so was, kids was aren't us. gonna like this Our age. yeah yeah, exactly kids aren't gonna like it no, and they didn't like no, the film
0: <laughs> no no, we had things like Paradroid and stuff to play by this point we wanted more we wanted more god damn it
1: the irony of it was that this was their uh, it was canon wasn't it canon films great yeah. it was this great plan they actually uh, sorry they released this and Superman 4 didn't they they did Um, and that was the big plan was to get all the money they were going to make from those two films to fund this big spider-man movie they had in production yeah that didn't go so well did it
0: (laughs) thank god (laughs) yeah spider-man life would have been ruined for years would have been killed (laughs) killed dead Um, yes and and that's even with like when you were explaining the plot to me it's like the thing that sort of washes out or just springs to mind when you say the plot of this is like oh yeah that's uh, that's not a plot device to cut the budget down, is it? That they get navigated to Earth at New York. Oh, it absolutely, was 80s. yeah. It's like the Doctor Who episodes or the uh, or the uh, what's it episodes in Star Trek. The holo hollow deck episodes are always taken back to the you know the Paramount backlog.
1: Yeah, well, th- they had grand ideas for the Master of the Universe film, and then they obviously they got Dolph Lundgren and and all the actors, and then they got it was twenty two million was the budget for it, which for Canon Films was the, that was the, one of their big budget films. So. Yeah, but they were running on basically running on empty. So at this point now, if they didn't make any of its money back, which it didn't, no. um, it was going to be it was doomed and it killed them off really. So well,
0: yeah, I mean, in two years' time, you've got seventy million dollars coming in for a total recall, aren't you? So you know, you needed money yeah, at the to do this kind of Pity, thing
1: because Dov Lundgren is actually pretty good in it. All said and done, I mean, he's you know, it's just his big comeback film from Rocky Four because everyone hated him for being in Rocky Four. It, well, yeah, they did uh, it,
0: yeah. You know, No coming back from being Ivan Drago He was in that other one, that other um, that sci-fi movie, wasn't not
1: there? Yeah, is it Dark, I'm going to say dark, dark Angel
0: Dark Angel, or that, huh? Dark Avenger or some we dark, dark something We come in peace,
1: yeah, you go in pieces, You'll asshole, put... that one <laughs> That one, that's the one Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one.
0: Oh dear I prefer the game <laughs> on that base rather than that, rather than this Yeah but Never mind, it's Master of the Universe the movie, it's not very good We don't like that, let's move along Yay. Fruit machine simulator. Budget one ninety nine. Anyway, who's this? by Code Masters in it? Course it is. You can. How do you know it's Code Masters game? Because it says simulator on it. There you go. Yeah, this is not the first of these kind of simulators or these kind of fruit machine nonsense we've looked at. And a quick look shows a fruit machine simulator two in our future, so it won't be the last. We've been harsh on these kinds of games before, stating there's little point to transforming real world gambling into virtual gambling. Will this change that pattern and convert us to a life of digital real shuffling, holding, and a bit of nudging? <laughs> Let's have a look. <laughs> This is from Codemasters. Continues their trend of finding something and then sticking the word simulator on the end of it. BMX, ATV, Grand Prix, Fruit Machine. I don't know. I'm sure there are others, but there are no (laughs) words. I'm sure there are others, but are there no words that cannot lead to a simulation? What else could they have done? Are there Hoover? Hoover Simulator? It
1: could do a vacuum cleaner simulator, yeah. Yeah, anything. Codemasters Simulator. Just keep releasing simulator games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. Who knows what the fiendish mind of David Darling can come up with fiendish fiendish david darling um if you're wondering why i'm going off topic quite a bit then it's because there's very little say about fruit machine simulator i could not find who did the c64 version the music's possibly by matt gray there's a credit to matt gray on i think some Moby games but there's also uh, it could be david Whitaker. it sounds like david Whitaker. i don't know I think it's
1: dave Whitaker, i think well
0: it says david Whitaker on the spectrum inlay there's just a big splat saying music by David Whitaker, but I couldn't actually find anything to say who did anything on this. So the Amstrad version was by the Oliver Twins. The Spectrum version by someone else. Who, who, so who knows? I think it's just somebody. They've given it some people to port this. Oh, do I have to? Yes, do it. I am David Darling. I speak truth. Anyway, Fruit Machine Simulator is an eyesore of a game. Once loaded, the annoying music starts, loud and brash and horrible. Whoever did it, it's horrible. Really horrible. I hated this music. It was just... uh, The screen is a mass of reels and buttons and letters yelling cash bash at us in an attempt to try and fit all the things a fruit machine could possibly have onto one screen so they don't have to move anything around. For those who do not know, back in the 80s, we had fruit machines. Uh, they had evolved from one-arm bandits, I guess. So one-arm bandits are these sort of re- the reel spins. You pull the ban- you pull the arm on the side, and they spin. And if they get you get three of the same color on these things, you win prizes. Uh, machines three reels, and them they they're usually many pictures of fruit. there's always fruit, wasn't it? Loads of fruit. Yeah, uh, always fruit. There's yes. a fruit-based economy in these, uh, and that case is the same here. Uh, so should you line up three fruits when when the wheels spin and then they stop, you win money, or they may allow you to hold them. So you could there's hold buttons at the bottom of, underneath. underneath each reel so the reel does not spin on the next go or you could nudge them Meaning you can spin the wheels manually. You sort of nudge them up one, so you can. If you're looking around where the wheel is, you used to look, and so you could you could nudge them to get a better get a better profit. It's very boring, you know. It is what it is. All of this costs money in real life. so You put money in. It's a gambling game. It is literally it's a gambling thing. So you cost you money you put in. You may get money out. Usually a quid. I think mean, you might win a fiver on this sometimes. Back then, you know, the big money prizes three quid or something like that. This game simulates that too. When it starts, you're asked to enter your name. Then you can put some money in for credits. A maximum of twelve for some arbitrary reason.
1: Stupid. Stupid. Why can't I go,
0: what if I, I've got more money? Because it does not exist. I could just keep putting money in. 12 is all
1: the money. All <laughs> the money you ever have is 12.
0: <laughs> 12. I have 12 money. <laughs> Once done, you try and start to play it. You can try and start because... <laughs> it's it's like stupid. You press the start button. It's hard to control this. Who knows what's doing what? You press the start button, the reels spin. Now, I will say this. The reels do spin quite convincingly. It has to be said. That's the the one decent thing in this. They stop, you get a hold, some numbers, some lights might flash. You press gamble, you might win. You press it again, you lose. You spin again, so on and so on until you run out of credits. So the money you have won gets banked in in the thing and then... I don't know. It says, well done. And it asks you to sign in again. And it repeats. You put more money. So you can't continue. It's like, eh, hey, I just won. what's Where's that money gone? What have I won? What's happened here? Oh, just stupid. There's no sense of building a, a you know, putting money in it. Oh, I got one pound 20 out. So i got three quid out. So Now I can put, do I want to put all that three quid in? Or do I want to cash that or lose it? You know, whatever. Once again, the criticism we have had in the past for these games, need just, it just needs rolling out again. There's minimal input here beyond pressing some buttons and watching things happen on screen, and that's dull. You just move this hand across the bottom. Could you get the hand to go off the bottom of the screen? To no, go to, to, any to nudges. Nope. No, so I didn't
1: even know what I was supposed to do. Or did I ever get any nudges.
0: No, neither did I. I got some holds, and I got like a, you collect flashing between 20 and 80p things, but like I don't think it had any nudge logic in it. I don't think so either. So that you know, you're just watching things happen on screen. This, I suppose, it's an accurate representation of a fruit machine. But what you're doing is you are removing the. The real thrill of these things, which is the actual gambling of money. That is, of course, if that is your thing. So without that, what is there? There's nothing. These games are redundant in every way. We've said it about the card games, the fruit machine games, the video poker games, all those, they're just pointless. There's no fun to be had in pushing a button on a virtual screen and imagining you are playing a real fruit machine. I just know. I'm saying no more on this. It's got 18%. It's too high. This was rubbish. It looked awful. It sounded garbage. It, it was confusing to play i don't know how you make a fruit machine simulator confusing to play i don't get it it's just pressing some buttons just
1: crap i hated this what did you think why why call this a simulator i didn't it's just why don't just call it fruit machine yeah no, true. it's not it's not a simulator is it this isn't simulating a fruit machine really no i mean it's weird really this i guess it played like a sort of you know a, a slot machine as we called them i think really or gambling machine what do they call them now anyway but it plays like one no that's all the usual sort of mini skill type bonus things, you know. The, there's the te- letters you have to press the button in the right time, and then you get a few things flash at you and all that. I didn't like the lose sound where it went. It started annoying me. In the end, I'm like, stop <laughs> doing that sound because it's over long. There's it's no, over, there's no sound in this that, is, that I enjoyed. No, it's not. That sounds aren't welcome. It all felt meaningless, which is that kind of. I think the the biggest problem really is it's just a yep. meaningless. And to make weird limitations on something meaningless is multiplies the meaningless by a factor of a million. So to give me 12 credits is just something that's meaningless anyway. You may as well just give me unlimited credits. What difference does it make? Why is limiting my credits to the weirdness any better than giving me unlimited? It doesn't matter. I'm not actually winning real money. I'm just winning nothing. So I'm investing nothing. It's pointless. If you you don't have nudges because I saw they were there but they don't have those you can hold things and the logic of it isn't really like anything proper it's not a proper fruit machine because those have a the odds are loaded against you but they have a percentage of win so the more money you put in the more chances are you gonna win that's how they work so you pump it full of coins and eventually it's gonna pay out so having twelve credits means it's never going to pay out nope um, so therefore this person who created this fruit machine similar did not understand the fundamental principles of gambling. They just thought it was a game and it ain't. Nope. It's gambling. So now, nobody goes to the horse racing to just watch them race because that's not what it's for. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and that's the end of this lecture. Um, the door is on, the exit's on the left there. Thank you very much for attending. P- please come um, to my next TED Talk. <laughs> come to my next TED Talk, yeah. Um, so there's no fun in this. Not even for actual fruit machine players would this be fun because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't attract them because they would see one ninety nine. Not as they'd won anything, but they'd lost $1.99 when they could have put that into a gambling machine. <laughs> and maybe one three more quid money. back. Yeah. Exactly. You'll lose patience with this, I did, and you'll soon be gone as I was. Goodbye, Fruit Machine Simulator. Goodbye. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Rubbish. Rubbish. Yep. Rubbish and pointless. These things are just pointless. Pointless, yep. pointless, pointless. Let's yes. move along and spend no more time on that. So let's go for a walk, Graham.
1: Let us just go for a walk along the... Sidewalk. Odd thing, this, from Infograms. This is coded by Kamal Bala, which sounds like a spell. Um, <laughs> like um, oh yeah. Kamal Bala. <laughs> it sounds like someone from Harry Potter. Kamala Bahala. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, sorry, Kamal. I don't mean to take mercilessly Mickey out of your name, but you are called Kamal Bala. <laughs> um, Gerard Karubal. Gerard Karubal. Who's the other longer. person? <laughs> well, the other coder was Gerard Karubal. Coorubal. Graphics are by Didier Chamfrey. <laughs> and the musician was Charles Calais, okay? Or Calet, as he's probably known to you and me, because we say fillet, don't we, instead of fillet? Because um, that's yeah. just the way we roll around these <laughs> northern parts and fillet, that. Fillet a fish. Fillet a fish. So this is Charles Callet And Didi, Didier Chamfrey. Anyway, bit of a weird one, this. Conversion of the Spectrum game, obviously. This is an adventure, arcade adventure-ish, adventure-ish, icon-ish kind of deal. The game sees you on the quest- to find your stolen motorbike and Live Aid concert tickets so that you can take your good lady friend to the Live Aid concert. (laughs) 7.30 that night, three (laughs) years too late. It's it's just stupid. (laughs) Unfortunately, your bike has already been harvested for its parts and these are now dotted all over town. You must find all the parts of your motorbike and assemble them as quickly as you can. Locate the two stolen tickets for the concert and all before 7.30. Or if not, your girlfriend is going to head (laughs) off to the concert with your love rival, John.
0: Made me laugh low. Not
1: John. Not John, Jilted John. Listen, Paul, I love you, but there's this bloke I fancy. That's the good old Jilted John. And I say, let her go. If she's that flighty, you're better off without her anyway. But it's just, you know. Anyway, back to the game. Do, 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 do. i've been going out with a girl her, her name, name is it doesn't is actually julie. say what her name is or yeah, what your julie. name is no is her it? name is julie yeah her name is julie but it doesn't say what in the song it does but in the game it doesn't actually say oh in the, you're about the game all right sorry yes. yes that's the purpose of this uh discussion <laughs> strangely enough is it oh. uh, <laughs> in the game you control your character so we'll say you know we'll call him what he is as you wander around looking for information about your stolen bike parts the game window is split into five areas the top left is the view of your character Top middle is the street view. Top right are the characters you come across. Under that is a mini text window stroke question area. And under that are the control icons, all three of them. Yep. You must wander and interact with the various people you find by either asking a question, escaping or fighting, since those are your options. (laughs) This is achieved by using the icons. If you ask questions, which you do by selecting the question mark and then choosing the appropriate question, you will possibly gain information or possibly disinformation or even ask for money to help jog your memory. You don't have a choice really and most of the answers will be I don't know, get lost because that tends to be what you counter. Um, Sometimes they will, the plan there of course is to try and help you find the stolen items on occasion. The character will already have a motorbike part, and when I say on occasion, almost always. And you can fight them using the joystick to punch, kick and headbutt your way through your energy and your opponents which is shown here as a pint of beer if this put reaches empty you have been knocked out and it's game over if theirs is empty then you win and you get the part that they're holding makes sense really if you find your opponent i find an opponent and they look stronger than you you get a little stat window when they appear and it tells you what he's good at this man can fight snakes said of one of mine which is weird um <laughs> so i don't want really to challenge him he just punch punch his snakes punches snakes <laughs> and exactly just kill an otter in a second just kick its face off um So (laughs) um, if they look stronger, you can choose to escape, obviously. Um, And that's it, really. That's your tour of the streets underway. Moping about, looking for clues, punching people up or running away. If your beer energy gets too low, you can replenish this in a pub. With a free pint. That tells you how fantasy this is. Free pints. What planet are they on? Mm-hmm. And then you can continue with your quest. You won't want to do any of those things after one brief, one or two brief steps into this crazy game. So the game then, what to say? Oh, uh, the graphics are horrible. The horrible spectrum conversion. Yes, I suppose they're detailed and cartoon-like. And yes, that's high-res. And yes, that is a brown side border. Brown. <laughs> No, no, no game should have a brown sideboarder ever. It's all bunched in a a kind of horrible way in the screen as well. So the top area of the screen is kind of crammed with high-res graphics, which are ugly to look at, actually. You walk around in the middle window, sort of controlling the left and right of the player weirdly controlling. And periodically you'll just be confronted with junctions in sort of weird oh. views. It's just stupid and weirdly. It's another game that's weird to control. So you walk, you play around, and periodically you can just use different directions at junctions. Why can't you just walk around anyway in these games? Just walk around. Um, and what is it with these crap controls and these weird direction controls? I don't, anyway, if that wasn't bad enough, the fights are weird. Because they're basically a, a, just a test of view. lasts the longest. There's no skill in what you're doing. Nope. You just move the joystick around and the, your pint hopefully goes down uh, slower than his pint does. So that means you win. And then you just have to wander around trying to top, find a pub to top your energy up again. It's all dull. It's all dreary. And the music in it is bloody horrible. Horrible. Yep. Uh-huh. This is unpleasant on the eye and the ear. Not for me. What about you?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. What the hell is it with confusing street-based games this week? What is it? I don't understand. Here we have a painful know. trudge around grey roads and alleys, asking people about pieces of a bike whilst trying to get our head around the seemingly illogical nightmare of navigation that this game asks of you. In real life, I have a, I've got a great sense of direction, and I remember routes all the time you just have to go somewhere once normally and I can find my way back there or get there drive there wherever okay, you know, I mean, to go can you? yeah here I was lost in seconds flicking from sidewalk to sidewalk seemingly beset by a hundred angry people intent on fighting me for just walking around unable to find any clues about anything bothered by stabby and annoying sound cues that would blur for no real reason yep I, I kind of see what they're aiming for once again this is painful to play and offers no enjoyment the fighting's also crap even though the monochrome visuals um, and the side panels do have some nice style dial- them a bit but uh, you know it reminded me a bit of that handicap game as well that kind of thing isn't it again that yep. ain't a good thing and also what was with that picture of that girl with the massive nipple yeah I thought that was that was really weird when that appeared it's just a piece she's just trying to do graffiti sort of thing but she's got huge boobs and massive nipples for no real reason it's like what's going on this is all this is ugly and awful and horrible and yep. I don't like it and they're just you know that the fighting is just they just come out you don't they're just waving their fists in in see, and you just have to yeah it's just rubbish yeah and it took me ages yeah. to find the bar to actually get any health back. I just kept dying. When you die, don't you have to reset it? Just keeps flashing the colours over the character. Yeah yeah, 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 And it's yeah. like you press fire button to go back. Just now, you have to actually press the reset to the beginning of that. Uh, it's just rubbish. Uh, just another gap. Just what are they thinking? Ugh, just this bad games, and we're just playing a lot of them at the moment. And this is March. Is you know, it's like February rolled into another month. It's just just crap. I don't know what's going on. You know yep. the sh- shovel wear is just high. It's terrible. This was rubbish. Really didn't like it at all. Anyway, there you go. Sidewalk can walk on, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, crap. Yeah.
0: And also, it's pavement.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, we're not in America. Yes, it's pavement.
1: Camel, camel bala. Um, <laughs> just take note. <laughs> <Aye>! <laughs> 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 My ears. <sighs> camel bala is what I
0: shouted at some point when that music started playing. <laughs> Could <laughs>
1: help it. It's an exclamation of pain. Pala
0: <laughs> Yeah, I had to. It's just oh my god. Blessing. Blessing. Bless yeah, you know. There we go. That's it. That's it for this this half for this part. Four games started off rock hard and then just went to crap and <laughs> never. Yes, never it got did out, never got out the toilet. I really didn't. No. Just terrible. I got sixty seven percent as well. at sidewalk. I don't know why I don't know why either Ugly and horrible No way to go through life Right We're going to go Take a quick break Uh, We will come back We will look at albums For March 1988 See if there's anything In there that will Please our earbuds Better than that Horrible cacophonous Camel Balor did In uh, Sidewalk So uh, see you in a bit
1: Fresh hummus and delicious dips for our show sponsor, DavidHearnWriter.com, where you will find a gargantuan collection of brilliant audiobooks, bargain books, ebooks, and more. David once threw a dinner fork through a wall because his jacket potato was too hot. He doesn't mess around. He's also a brilliant writer. Check out this sound snip from his fantastic audiobook, Escape from the Commodore 64, which is available now.
3: Sarah, what are you doing? You're going to get us both killed, Reese shouted after her. Over there! Sarah yelled, sighting something and running towards it. You don't know what you're doing, Reese shouted after her. They both dodged more bullets, the soldiers starting to swarm. She didn't look back as she replied. I solved that Rubik's Cube of yours, didn't I? Reese ran after her, ducking as more bullets flew past his head. You pulled all the stickers off and changed them. You broke the rules, he said, as frustrated as he was flummoxed
1: if that hasn't got your purchasing finger poised over the buy now button i don't know what will for more please visit davidhernwriter.com that's david h-e-a-r-n-e writer.com off you go and we're
2: back
0: Welcome once again. Looks uh, like we're going into March 1988 and the albums that were released in the UK that month. So without further ado, number one for the first two weeks, Graham, still, he won't leave. It's introducing the hardline according to Terence Trent Dabe. Ah, Mr. Dabe.
1: Yeah, still there. Still there. There's nothing else to say. I think I've run out of jokes. We've exhausted the whole Derby <laughs> Trent jokes now. It's, it's just, just time to leave him alone. It is.
0: Following week, Viva Haked by Morrissey. Um, I, I did put the uh, album covers of these in the agenda. They're very similar. Seems to be yeah. our number one album right now. You need to be in black and white and looking down to the right.
1: Down. And to the right.
0: <laughs> Down. Down. And to the
1: right. To the right. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Morrissey. Don't like every, anything. And Viva Hate. No. No thanks.
0: No, I don't either. So I'm not going to say anything about him.
1: Finally, for the last week, it's that time of year again. We're quarter of the way in. Now that's what yeah. I call
0: Music 11.
1: Yeah, loads and loads. Of, pretty much every single that we've spoken about over the last quarter. So <laughs> between, between yeah. January and March is on there. You know, And it's actually out of the, out of the now that's what I call music compilations. Pretty much every single one of those has been quite a big hit on there. Sometimes really? they have the obscure one, but when you look at the... Because you can see all the track listens for all Now albums on the Now Music website. You can. But the tracks on that one are actually, you know, this, even um, I think the Kelly Minogue on the recent one we spoke about is on that. Really? Um, I Should cool. Be cool. So Lucky on it, I think, yeah.
0: Here you've got yes, Always yeah. On My Mind, Petra Heaven Is A Place On Earth, Get Out Of My Dreams, yeah. Say It Again, Come yeah. On Everybody, Edgar Cochran. Yeah. 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 It's got Angel Eyes by Wet 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 on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. turn about the clock Johnny H. Jazz Valentine mm,
1: right. by The Pow that's probably the obscure one then there's always <laughs> normally one or two isn't there but pretty, some pretty big hits on there
0: yeah it's not bad I was looking at it yeah there we go yeah, yeah, I mean you, you, just, you just
1: go buy it don't you because you just wait that's why everyone buys it it just saves you so much
0: money It's what it
1: is Yeah. Yeah, it's money saving. Yeah.
0: Anyway, right, let's get into our weekly a uh, weekly roundup. 6th of March, in at number two was Children by The Mission. It's quite high, isn't it? That surprised me, that, that straight to number two. They'll have a lot of fans. They'll just go buy it and then it will oh. drop, and it does drop quite sharply after that. You just go, they'll go get it. Second, Yeah, the second regular album. I don't care what it meant in the wiki by that. Was there an irregular album? For the, the first album was Wasteland, and then they had the sort of B-sides and... Uh, extra stuff uh, called uh, the first chapter album, right? Okay, which I'm had ready. like stuff like Crystal Ocean and the extended like a hurricane um, right over the hills and far away and stuff like that on it, which hadn't been really released on Wasteland, so it was kind of a you know b sides and rarities album. So that's that. Um, yeah, there were two. I'm surprised there's only two singles released off this Tower of Strength and Beyond the Pale. Yep, I mean, we've had of Tower of Strength already. Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come's not bad. The mm. album's a strange album. It's 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 produced by what's his face? I said, uh, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Is it? Yes, right. Makes I'm pretty sense, su- I'm pretty sure it is. But it's it's really bad. It's quiet. It's a quiet album. It's not very. Mm. Y- if you put that because sometimes I have tracks off that in like a compilation, and like yeah, I have to always turn it up when those come on.
2: Oh,
1: interesting. So it's a bit of low mix.
0: Yeah, it's not very well mixed at all. It's a bit muted. Mm. Like so nothing. They shouldn't
1: have done, done it in dobbly.
0: <laughs> they did something was floating through the transom that day
1: <laughs> when you do these albums you should always do them in dobly <laughs> <laughs> they should do
0: um what it does have though uh will come to beyond the pale as it comes around sort of thing is they always had really really good um remixes for their singles so i'll wait for beyond the pale when we get that cracking remix to yeah. that
1: is it um the woman that's off thingamajig sings on that she sings on one of the tracks on there
0: yeah julianne reagan yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. from
1: all I about eve so. yes yeah i thought so yeah it is indeed
0: uh, and at number four was The Best of OMD by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. that would be weird if it wasn't by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> that, that would be ace, wouldn't it? The Best of OMD by...
0: Lonnie Donegan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just some random artist that, did, you know, why are you doing our best stuff? We do our best stuff. We're, we're, we're Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Yeah, but this is The Best of OMD. OMD. That's a different group. <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounds like it's, you know, we just people might get confused, yeah. But, but this is OMD. Omd. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we've been around for years. We Omd. do an Ola Grey. <laughs> 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 and, and
0: and and john of dark
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know i get an gay and joan of arc totally mixed up
0: really they're very sim- they're very dissimilar
1: i know but i was thinking joan of arc and that is joan of arc and i was going Enola is- gay, Dan, and i kind of fitting them both together <laughs> it's because they've got the same amount of co- uh, consonants that in yeah game. and if you look at their album i was wondering how many did and it's it actually those two and the rest of the tracks i'd never heard of
0: It's the album of a 1,000 hits.
1: (laughs) It is, yeah. I bet there was one there. Featuring Enola Gay and Joan of Arc. Anyway, by the best of, because it's great. (laughs) By the best of Omd. (laughs) By the best of Omed. By Lonnie Donaghan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At Number 10 is Now and Zen.
1: Oh, jeez! <laughs> By Robert Plant, and the 1988 pretentious album name award goes to <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly. Goodness me, now and zen—it's awful, it, isn't it? I'd have had more time for him if it had just called it now zen, <laughs> like some <laughs> kind of Mancunian. <laughs> But he didn't, did he? Now then, he's from Wolves, isn't he? He's from Wolverhampton. Yeah, Wolves, he is. Yes, I've got a little note about that. This is the fourth solo album. Imagine if he sang in accent. <laughs> I would like to hear that.
0: So it's Led Zeppelin songs, but in a Brummy accent.
1: Oh, someone do that. I can't do good Brummy accents, really. No, I, I can't. Mean, I mean, I remember a friend of mine um, had this idea that you could record um, parts of the film Aliens, but with a Brummy accent where he says, nuclear size from Orbit as stuff to that but <laughs> that's that's, scouf, that's, that's, it. <laughs> yeah no that's nuke <laughs> nuke that's nuke that'd be nuke <laughs> okay. um anyway let's not to kill ourselves with that kind of thing but yes i'd like to hear that um apparently there's a prominent guitar sound and an exotic feel to this um which was a change in direction it had a middle eastern tone apparently uh-huh. nothing pretentious about any of that is there nothing not at all and the original released um original released copies of the seed album contained a version of a wolf motif <laughs> mini flag in satin red, which is a tribute to the Wolverhampton Wanderers, which is a football team obviously he likes.
0: Favourite football team. It's now sold at Seaside Markets up and down the country. It is, yes. <laughs> I wonder what his brothers are up to, hand and face. <laughs>
1: hand plant? Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hand plant's a thingy trick, isn't it? It's a skateboarding trick. A <laughs> uh, yeah. face plant, yeah, <laughs> There's a whole bunch of plants, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know. Could you think of any more? <laughs> um, heavy. <laughs> heavy plant, yeah. Plant crossing, manufacturing, of course. <laughs> manufacturing plant, yeah. Exactly, yeah.
0: It's got there's a there's a wide family there. Nuclear power,
1: elder to... <laughs> brother, yeah, just power. Power yeah. Plant. <laughs> why didn't he call his album that? I'd have <laughs> yeah. had more time for that. <laughs> I would have, yeah. That power Plant. Right that's itself. a good album. It does. He could have done that. None not of this now and then. Power Plant, damn you. Absolutely. And the sequel God. could have been Nuclear Power Plant. Exactly. Why, didn't, why didn't we just, you know what, Robert? Come on. <laughs> H- hire people.
0: Hire the right people when you need Absolutely. them. Absolutely. We're here. We're willing to help you in 1988. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have a time machine and everything. <laughs> we figured it all out. In the space of two or three
1: minutes, you crazy fool.
0: We could have done your career wonders. Not that you really needed it. I mean, you got enough money, but we could have done it better. Yes. Uh, number thirteen is "Idle Wild" by Everything but the Girl. Their fourth album.
1: <laughs> yes, it's their fourth album. Believe it. Or they
0: not. were going this long before that. I thought these. I thought Everything but the Girl were like new when in the nineties.
1: I know. I, every, I was like you, thinking that that, that awful dreary step of the train. Yeah. Running, you know that one that when they played in nightclubs, people just like crying and weeping instantly. <laughs> Um, you know, removing all the fun from actually being in a club and dancing about to you know love Shack or whatever it might have been before that dreary nonsense came on. But anyway, yes, this is their fourth album. It sounds flow between acoustic instrumentation, synths, and drum machine. Apparently, okay, That's according to singer Tracy Thorne. Anyway, I'd not heard any of it, and I never will. No, um, I'm not I suspect podcast to that. friend Gary. He was big into everything but the girl, I think, or maybe that was just his mantra. Um, but either way, <laughs> um, it's the fourth one that I've not heard, and I uh, probably didn't hear the fifth and the sixth either.
0: Oh, I didn't hear anything until Step Off The Train, whatever.
1: Me, <laughs> uh, me anymore anymore. Like, oh, i sound like a new band. Is it Missing or miss, Missing You, isn't it, Anna? Yeah, miss yeah. You, like the, like the Desert's miss the Rain? There's something the lyrics on that, aren't there? Is That's that the lyric? I always thought it yeah. was like a Desert's Mystery. Oh, the Desert's miss the Train? Yeah. <laughs> or you don't get desserts on a train, which you don't, actually. You take that up with um, LNER, bloody first class. <laughs> That's what you call first class, is it?
0: No dessert. Anyway,
1: no dessert in the Scotch cadaver that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with good cars oh. number 19 The Friends Experiment by The Fall 10th <laughs> I'm just going to exclaim how many albums
1: that. it is every time 10th the interesting thing here is I've not heard anything of these apparently it has one of the tracks on it a track called Athlete Cured has got a Strong similarity to Spinal Taps. Strong. Tonight I'm going to rock you tonight. Strong similarity. It is. <laughs> no, it, did you listen to it? Yes, I did. Yes, I was going to say. Now, some people say that a strong similarity. I say ripoff. Yeah, I agree with you. Apparently, <laughs> in his autobiography, he even says that it was blatantly a ripoff. It's not accidental.
0: It's not. It's, good Lord. When I listened to it, I was like, uh, that, that is. That's tonight
1: <laughs> I'm going to rock you tonight. Don't, no, that's a good track by the old Spinal Tap.
0: Leave him alone. Absolutely, yes. leave them alone indeed. Uh, Number 29, Best of House, Volume 4.
1: Yes, in case you missed any of these tracks off Volume 1, 2, and 3, they they're just repeated in a different order on Track 4, so (laughs) Royal House is on there. Instead of saying, I'll house you, it's party people. Say what? Party people. That's the Club Rub Dub Rub Rub, Rubber Dub mix on that. (laughs) Um, Bam Bam, Give It To Me by the Double Trouble remix and the Beatmasters Rock The House remix featuring the Cookie Crew, of course, and there's loads of others on there. Jake E. Makosa, The Opera House. I'm thinking that's just a plain words. Anyway, <laughs> go and experiment. That best track on it's bomb the bass. By beat this by a long, long way. True, before. as I've just written at the bottom of that. What? Yeah. A. Eh? Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I thought I didn't know whether he was. This was leading up to some game or something where it's like spot spot the real ones.
1: I was going to, and I thought, no, nah, just I can't be bothered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it, it writes itself. Number seventy two is "I Stand Alone" by Agnetha Foltzgog.
1: Yes. And um, this is the third English language solo studio album from uh, Abba Friend, abba friend, 10th overall. And the interesting thing here, this was, album was produced by Peter Zatira, and it said in Wiki it was the last she would do for 17 years. And my question is, what did Peter Satira do to her? <laughs> <laughs> What did he, he did, do? He did. He did the glory of love. He did. He, he made her sing that, and that was it. She's like, I'm not recording anything for 17 years. <laughs> Absolutely. I
0: always thought Peter Cetra sort of thing is just missing the and or the French word for and in the middle there, and he, he got called that sort of thing because he can never finish his lists. <laughs> Peter et Cetera. We said that before. <laughs>
1: I'm that's pretty the, sure that's, we a, have. that's that's a repeat joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I, I, is her name a surname? It's Agnetha Cog. Is that right? False cog. Holtzcog. I don't know. I mean, she's an amazing singer. Um, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with an Agnetha, but um but yes, apparently Peter Satira's production put her off music for 17 years. He must be crap. <laughs> God, no wonder Gloria Love my ass.
0: He did the glory of love.
1: What or is this song just called Gloria Love? And it's the same name of a woman. And everyone just got it wrong. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we did it all for Gloria Love. No, it's glory of love. Oh, it's too late. We printed all the album slaves now. <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Number 13, sorry, 13th of March, at number three, Tear Down These Walls by Billy Ocean.
1: Interesting fact that I discovered at the Seventh? same time as you by the look of it. Seventh <laughs> album. British. Is it, he's, he's British. He's a British recording artist.
0: I thought he was American. I did, but he's British. Because uh, his songs really do have an American feel to them, don't they? Is what I've noted.
1: They're all recorded in the USA and he lives there. So he should be American. But he's not. <laughs> Lots of singles off that. Get Out My Dreams, Get Into My Car uh yep. clips are crazy color of love yeah stand and deliver color of love peaked at number 65 <laughs> yeah they didn't do so well they don't go
0: they're going to get out of it he had one big hit got at number three 35 <laughs> 65 and 97
1: yeah stand and deliver a cover of the uh adamant song i hope so i'm gonna track it. i couldn't track it down there's not a lot of these easy to find
0: no they're not uh number 10 who's better who's best by omd yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the what by the <laughs> by, the why? <laughs> yeah, yes. Who's better? Who's best? They could have named it something better, couldn't they? I feel like there's better names to be had about that. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. So anyway, it's obviously a compilation album by the Who. What surprised me when I read the track listing for this is how many of the tracks I'd heard of. Firstly, how many of them are written by Pete Townsend, which is pretty much all of them.
0: Yeah.
1: And secondly, how many I'd actually heard of. It surprised me how many I'd heard of. Things like My Generation, Kids Are Alright, Substitute, I Can See For Miles, who are, you? who are You? Sorry, Who Are You? Who Are You? Uh, who won't get Are You? Again. That's
0: the uh, sound, that's CSI that's, one, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Who Are You? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Won't we'll Get Fooled Again is off CSI Miami, and they use it on that. I can't explain Pinball Wizard, um, See Me, Feel Me. They're both from Tommy. I don't two. like the fact that see me feel me squeeze boxes next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> feel, no, me sque- I don't. feel
0: me squeeze box. <laughs> um, but I
1: had a bit of a bit of a revisionist thing with the Who because I, I I was was still am a fan of the Who. I quite like some, some of their songs. You can't deny that they're of their time, but they're quite good in their own way. Some of them, some aren't, but some are. And I always thought that because the drummer in the Who obviously is, is revered amongst yeah, drummers. Yeah. but in actuality, I don't. I still can't decide whether he's actually an amazingly good drummer or is just an erratic, crazy person, and that the rest of the musicians, Pete Townsend principally, are genuinely amazing. Because you listen to some of the drumming that's on things like Won't Get Fooled Again, and it's just, it just, it, on reflection, it doesn't sound so great. If you listen back to it, it sounds like he's just Falling over a drum kit a lot, really, without much because <laughs> apparently he never really played it live twice the same. He always played it completely differently because he didn't it's remember what he played. A bit from column
0: A, a bit from column B, I think probably. Yeah, he's a bit of That's an erratic, crazy say.
1: person. But he was off, you know, obviously off his mash on you know, crazy, crazy, crazy crazy drugs, wasn't he? So, you know. He
0: was. Yes. Uh
1: number thirty nine, Street Sounds hip hop, twenty. Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> 20's for. There's not nineteen others of these, as far as I know. <laughs> Loads of tracks way. on there you won't have heard of. So no, no. 20th of March, straight in number one, we've talked about it. it was Viva Hate by Morrissey. Uh, there was a negative review from that, from Spin, uh, who said, without guitarist-composer Johnny Ma at his side, the Mahatma of mope rock seems to have gone out for a nice depressing stroll without noticing that he didn't have a stitch to wear. <laughs> mm, bitchy. Why not just be, try and, dope, try and be clever about it. It's call it out for what it is. A depressing load of shit. <laughs> Sorry, Morrissey, but you're crap. And stop waving those flowers around.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he's just annoying, won't he? Yep. Uh, And at number three was Naked by Talking Heads. Eight.
1: Yeah, they had a lot of albums. A lot of albums, isn't there, then?
0: Yeah, nice. this, this uh, marked a return to the world beat stylings of both Remain in Light and Speaking in Tongue, supposedly, blending elements of Afrobeat, Latin Punk, and Art Pop. The album songs were formed from improvisational jam sessions recorded in Paris, which featured the participation of namerous, numerous guest musicians, such as former Smith guitarist Johnny Mars, where he's gone, and singer Kirsty McCall. Lyrics and vocals then added in New York following the Paris recordings. Sounds
1: absolutely Delightful. pretentious as hell. It is. It's the one jam you can't get at the uh, Sunday market, isn't it? Improvisational jam. You get <laughs> strawberry, you can get no, raspberry, all the preserves you want. <laughs> You'd be surprised, but you can get a Sunday market. Well, I'm going to go and ask for that. Can I have some improvisational jam? You Certainly, you can. Here it is in this jar, but it's There's not a jar. In it. <laughs> you have to make it.
0: You have to make it up as you go along.
1: You're asking for stupid <laughs> crap, and that's what we sell.
0: <laughs> um, I remember the album cover. I posted that here. I do remember that album cover. Don't remember anything else about it. I did listen to the single Blind. Did you listen to it? No, no, I didn't. Uh, Someone forgot to tell them to include a tune. Sounds about right for that. It's, It's like, it's just noise.
1: Well, there's a reason it's the final album. It's not very good at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, Talking Heads, you made some absolutely amazing songs. Yeah. Then you went
1: all Radiohead. Yeah, just too far. <sighs> yeah, too you know, far. things it was, like... it was very much an artist turned musician, not a musician turned artist, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah,
0: so. Sa- Psycho Killer, Road to Nowhere. So many great songs. So many, so many, so many. great tracks.
2: Yeah.
0: Number five, From Langley Park to Memphis. That's Prefab Sprout.
1: Third. Th- three albums. <laughs> three. Third. No. shoulders rolling stones <laughs> peter wilkinson described the album as overreaching <laughs> um, yeah so i thought i thought that for, so elaborating M- mccalloon tries leavening le- le- leavening leavening levening. 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 is that a word disjointed talk with instrumental gimmickry songs built around mccalloon's mccalloon's McAl- guitar are lost in a swirl of strings and the noodlings have no less than five engineers and four producers. Recipe for too many too many chefs in that then, isn't there? Well, too many noodles. Yeah, you no, know, that's a lot of noodling. If you're bringing that many noodles, <laughs> something's going to go wrong. You don't need like you always overestimate noodles anyway. You always like do too many noodles. And you know, Why did I do that many? They absorb all the moisture from what you're doing. They turn average like stir fries into slop very quickly and easily. That and pasta. That pasta and yeah. rice, you always do too much.
0: No exactly. How would you tell yourself, going, I don't need two handfuls, don't and need could, two well, handfuls. And I can
1: tell you, the the noodlings of five engineers and four producers, that is a lot of noodles. That's so way too many. That's super noodles. Mix that mix that with prefab sprout and you've got some kind of fart string disaster. You're gonna every time you fart it's going <laughs> going look like a damp party popper ew <laughs> 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 ah, is the noise it'll ah, make g- g- will this wash off
0: <laughs> no <laughs> you've been prefabbed that's a prefab sprout on your head here it of- is oh, we can generate them at will look just with an instantiate <laughs> command
1: <laughs> gross bloody gross
0: uh number 18 so far so good so what
1: by oh, Megadeth. Yeah. Third, uh, third album. <laughs> I know, lots, lots of threes and fours in this, isn't there? Um, this was the band's only album recorded with drummer Chuck Baylor and guitarist Jeff Young, both of whom were fired from the band in early 1989, several months after the completion of the album's world tour. Oof. Mr. Steve Huey of All Music criticized the album for lacking the conceptual unity
0: and musical bite of its predecessor. According to him, the album wants to sound threatening, but mostly comes off as forced and somewhat juvenile, citing the, citing the cover track as an example. Now, just know, juvenile? Megadeth, never. <laughs> Just no. a
1: two-word two review from this. Shit sandwich. <laughs> that, they that can't com- print that. <laughs> <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> yeah. So uh, good, so far, so what? Well. So it's good. That actually sums up everything I think about them at that point anyway.
0: Yeah, I never thought uh, about them. I thought no. nothing of them. Until, no. you know, if I if saw them on Power Hour or something like that, I'd be like, oh, it's Megadeth. No. I'm not getting the next three minutes of my life back. Number
1: 20, the chart
0: show Rocks the Nation.
1: Mm, bit with a weird compilation that yeah yeah um, I mean a quick scan of the track listings which are on Discogs and you've got Motley Crew, Pat Benatar and Status Quo one after another and like God, surely those three things in a row cause some kind of <laughs> intergalactic time warp or something or something bad happens it's like saying Klaatu Barata Nictu for good sake <laughs>
0: I'm surprised you didn't know just before them we had the mini vampires the cult
1: <laughs> yes the old mini vamps <laughs> they should have called themselves the mini vampires though.
0: I think yeah that would have been a much better title than the cult the cult of mini vampires <laughs> um, number 43 is Kingdom Come by Kingdom
1: Come by OMD God Um sake this thing
0: debut <laughs> someone let them make one
1: someone let them make an album yeah did you check did you actually listen to this uh, I did I listened to that one you linked to yeah Channeling wa- Led Zeppelin <laughs> I wa- well I watched it for a bit yeah, yeah well yes yes there's the reasons why you would do that which I'm mean, <laughs> you can but channeling Led Zeppelin much, because they sound exactly like it Led sounds Zeppelin. exactly fact, like Led how Zeppelin, How did somebody yeah. not stop them and go, right, sorry guys, I don't mean to ruin your day or anything, but you sound exactly like Led Zeppelin who are way better at everything than you're doing right now. <laughs> and they don't have <laughs> stupid band member names. No, they don't. But ex-band members include Lenny Wolf, Dion Murdoch, <laughs> Billy Liesgang, Heiko Radke Saib, Bam Bam Shibley, <laughs> Mirko Schaefer, <laughs> Mark Cross, Blues Saraceno, Nils Frankenstein, by the look of it, and Hendick Thamesbrumal. The current <laughs> members are Keith St. John, Danny Stag, Rick Steyer, Johnny B. Frank, and James Kotak.
0: That's Johnny B. Frank is a command.
1: <laughs> it is. James Kotak from the planet Kotak. <laughs> Kotak. Kotak.
0: <laughs> We've hired a Klingon.
1: <laughs> he will go. Um, yeah. yeah. So like you said, yeah, it sounds like Led Zeppelin, exactly like Led Zeppelin. This the video is video full of alarming nudity levels.
0: It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I've actually had YouTube pop up with a are you old enough tag before. To yeah. verify my age. I was like, eh? what for? And then I watched it and I went, oh, that's why. Okay. It, yes. Yeah, this is shit sandwich. It um, is bad. There you go. Uh, really number bad. 59, Just For You, Graham, by Howard Keel. Mm, just For You.
1: <laughs> I don't know you. much about Howard Keel. He was. Um, in Dallas, yeah, I know no, that's. It's uh, sort of an actor, t- actor person, isn't he? How? But he dear? was, he was he a in... country. I think he's a country and western singer. S- is he the singer that was in some musical, Seven Bright for Seven Brothers? as he sings in that?
0: Yeah, it might. Yes, he might be. Yeah, he was. A, I think he was a country and western sort of singer, so, like slash, sort of that kind of musical thing. And Then I only know him because he popped up in uh, Dallas as uh, Miss, El- Miss, Miss, Miss. Ellie's was it? What's the mother, mum's name? He, he pop up as Miss Ellie. That'd be hilarious. No, what was, it, what was the mum's name in Dallas?
1: I don't know. Because when really Jock watch Ewing, it. he was he became a love interest after Jock Ewing died. Goodness me, you know far too much about <laughs> Dallas. I'm I still know. trying to figure out whether it's got Alexis in it, whether that was the other one. Uh, that's no, that's uh, Dynasty. No, uh, I'm no good then. You're no good anymore because you're dead now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how it is? 27th of March in at number one, as we said. Now, that's what I call Music 11. Um, as we said, what else do we need to say? What well, else can you say about that? Yeah, There's loads of best of, isn't there? The story of The Clash, Volume 1 by The Clash.
1: Yeah, yeah. double disc compilation comprising 28 tracks, although there is some good stuff on there. Yeah, but The Clash, they, they sound too much like The Clash for me. They do sound a lot like The Clash. Alarmingly like The Clash.
0: Alarmingly, they don't sound like the alarm who sound like you too. That's true. Number eight, Live in Europe by Tina Turner.
1: Or oh, it could be live in Europe. I think it's Live in Europe. Go Live in Europe. It's, an, it's a command. Tina Turner commands, we do. <laughs> so not not so
0: easy for us in England anymore, though. Although I suppose we are living
1: in Europe, we're in England. Well, they should have brought that brought her in for the bloody Brexit thing. She should have turned things around for people, wouldn't she? Tina Turner going, <laughs> live in Europe.
0: Out in the wilderness, <laughs> past generations.
1: God, that's a weird Tina Turner impression.
0: <laughs> These are the ones we left behind. Do, 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 <laughs> do.
1: Scunthorpe City Limits. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. It's not a city though, not yet. One day, one day, one day. They can live the dream one day. <laughs> one day. Number
0: 26, Chalk bark in a Rainstorm by Joni Mitchell. Mm. This was a close contender for, um, you know, pretentious album title of the month.
1: Yes, yes. It's another one, I'm afraid. 13th studio album from uh, Joni. 13 You're just hogging studio space. Loads of artists duetting with her on this. Peter Gabriel, that'd be chirpy. Willie Nelson, that be Willie, Don Henley, <laughs> and Snakes and Ladders, um, and Billy Idol. Billy weirdly. Idol and Top, Tom Petty on one track I know, called "The Dancing Clown." That's what they thought of Billy Idol. You dancing <laughs> clown. Yeah, it's just Wendy and Lisa are on it as well. So I don't really know Who much are about them. Wendy and Lisa. I think I think we've mentioned. Them before. I think they were the singers the Prince had on some of his. Oh, maybe do the back in vocal anyway, the tea leaf prophecy, lay down yeah, your arms. Exactly. I I have a bit of time for Joni Mitchell, but later Joni Mitchell when she's kind of old and cranky, so not so much the modern the younger one. Yeah. Well, she often pops around for tea still. She does, actually. She does. She's she's very fond of a tea. She likes toast it on both sides. So you know. <laughs> That's good. Done it both, but done
0: done one, <laughs> one after the other under the grill or yes. in a toaster.
1: And it's well, in a toaster, but she doesn't like the edges being toasted, so you have to toast it. You have to you know, surface only. <laughs> It's very hard to get that
0: kind of toaster.
1: <laughs> no planar toasting for her. You've got to do everything surface. <laughs> a bit of 3D geometry humour there. <laughs> Good Lord.
0: <laughs> Just so I thought we couldn't get any more niche. Did you see, by the way, that someone really liked, uh, someone was really laughing at our stupid, um, uh, what was it, you know, assembler code jokes.
1: Assembly code jokes, I know. God posted that mean, they that's nice. funny. Like, well, we knew, we knew what they, well, you said, you called it. You said someone would be. They'll be laughing their heads off, and indeed, they were.
0: I know. See, I know our audience. Number thirty-two: hip hop and rapping in the house. So, yeah, by various artists.
1: <laughs> combination of hip hop and rap does exactly what it says in the tin. That one, but Gary was. There's a few tracks I know that Gary would have liked, and a Gary podcast friend, of course. And by this time, his Afro was on the rise. <laughs> his Afro would have been getting bigger with each track. It was. It was. His, his Afro was starting to grow at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it reached the size of conifer trees in a matter of matter of weeks. Matter of weeks, it was. Absolutely,
0: uh, when you balled up that tight with stress like he was, though, I'm not surprised. So he's got to yes. come out. He had to come out somewhere. And it just came out with his hair. It was like one of those. Oh, um, it
1: came out somewhere right It wasn't his hair. It
0: was like one of those Mr. Play-Doh things where you just someone was twisting around the back, and it was just shooting oh. out of it, every follicle of his
1: oh, head. God. <laughs> I'm glad you said shooting out of every follicle then.
0: Because <laughs> uh, in <at> number 39 <laughs> is more Gary stuff, In Full Effect by Mantronics.
1: Uh, another third, third album. A third album. It's pretty good, actually, that one. Really good. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I remember um, podcast Fred Gary liking Mantronics a lot.
0: Yeah, he did. And uh, finally, at number 43, Once Around the World by It Bites. um yeah these are yeah it's the sound of through the night music videos it writes for one of
1: those that calling (laughs) all the hits all the time yeah that's the one hit i remember this album was utterly shite the next one yeah it's bound to have been yeah yeah well it was nothing like anything that they did in that first hit after that it was all it's all downhill from there
0: it's all bad that's not a particularly good month for music is it for albums apart from the mission no. at the start. well not for the top. mission
1: you've got the mission and you've got now that's what I call Music 11 I suppose Which I you know, suppose and, and Mantronics Mantronics is pretty
0: good okay and I suppose there's a bit of Tina Turner in
1: there Tina said a bit of The Clash you've got a few compilations but you've got to get past um, great big knob-eddy albums like Now and Zen <laughs> <laughs> no annoying
2: me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: <just> annoying me <laughs> and then you've also and, and not as and and like not as if we've got had enough um bloody led zeppelin we've got kingdom come who uh, knock off led zeppelin
1: <laughs> emulating no they should be they should be a, a david darling game led zeppelin simulator <laughs> yeah they're more like iron airship well there's another one that came along later that sounded a lot like um Led Zeppelin. What were they called? Mother Mother something. I don't anyway, know. I can't remember now, but they're, they're another one. But well, they sound like that, you know. Which I suppose yeah. is a good thing if you like Led Zeppelin.
0: <laughs> because it's just more and more, more and more. There you go. Right. right, that's it. That's your albums. We're leaving them behind now. And we're going to get into four more games. We've got, is it four more? We've got four more left for this part. And we'll, so let's go take a quick break, listen to this, and then we'll see you in a moment. <laughs>
1: A strawberry movie ice lolly and a couple of screwballs to our show sponsor, DavidHearnWriter.com, where you will find a remarkable collection of audiobooks, bargain books, e-books, and more. David once drank a tub of bathwater to get someone out of his bathroom. He's a brilliant author as well. Check out this audio chunk of his latest, Escape from the Commodore 64.
3: On this screen, you'll see the approaching target, city, whatever. Not even I know what to call it. I just know we need to take out as many of the bad guys as possible. More baddies destroyed equals more money and keys for us, then we can buy our way out of here and into the next game. Right, Sarah gave a firm nod. I think I remember Reese playing this one. He was obsessed with it. I don't remember it being a shoot 'em up It was more a, I don't know, virtual 3D world. Well, Nell said, apparently the new mayor has made some changes, adding more action than the programmer intended. Sarah looked at her blankly. In other words, he's made our lives harder
1: you see i told you it was good now do you believe me to grab one for yourself and indeed any of the other works from david visit davidhernwriter.com that's david h-e-a-r-n-e writer.com it's as easy as typing in some words
0: and we are back got four more games to get through so let's not waste any time and get straight into them and graham we have a 299 powerhouse here a silver medal zybex tell us all zybex. about it
1: uh this is from zeppelin um the coder here was kevin and franklin now this is these are actually turned out to be quite an interesting bunch these this little bunch kevin and franklin later goes on to do draconis and now draconis is quite a neat little game that, that comes later graphics here by michael owens who also goes on to do draconis title screen is michael owens same guy there isn't just a coincidental name <laughs> of two people you're it's called not- michael owens so I'm out. Oh, that's weird multiple Um, Michael um, Owens which is a footballer what's he doing what's he doing here and the musician Adam Gilmore or Gizmo Adam Gilmore has actually turned out he does some turns in some really good music later down the line this isn't the music in here isn't bad anyway the inlay Mm. the inlay is interesting for this Um, so outside of the loading instructions it says uh, this game is just too good to believe and is about the best arcade game you can imagine this is on their own cover (laughs) brilliant graphics superb music and sound effects and the kind of slick gameplay uh, games play sorry that will have you itching for just one more go the story has two rebels rinser and casalana on an almost suicidal mission to escape the nightmare that is death row weird that you'd be suicidal mission to escape death. never mind to earn a stay of execution they must penetrate the very heart of many strange worlds and collect from each a teleport crystal each crystal gives it access to another fantastic world until the excited player reaches the restricted levels and the ultimate challenge xybex itself the last xybex crystal like oh, it says the last it's the last Comma, Zybex, comma, crystal. Anyway. The last uh, Zybex crystal is all-powerful and will ensure your captors will remove the death rings from your necks. Okay. <laughs> Shoot your way through the bizarre and colourful aliens and find exotic weapons whose differing powers are a joy to discover and use. <laughs> Each weapon delivers an ever more powerful blast as you pick up more of the same weapon type. What? Okay. Okay. Let's quiet down there now. Okay. <laughs> So, it's a horizontal shoot 'em up Somewhat inspired, and I'm saying this kindly, by sidearms, to say the least, at least, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The aim here is to get, obviously, Rincer and Castellana through the 16 increasingly difficult levels collecting the Zybex crystals at the end to progress. You start on the world of Arcturus, and as you finish that, the next one is chosen at random from the others. You are attacked by waves of enemies in the standard shoot up way, and of course, you can collect upgrades. Of course you can. It would be stupid if this game not to have upgrades. These are bullet gun, eight-way pulse, wall, and rail, and each have four independent strength variants uh interestingly firing in this is a constant and you use your fire button to select the different weapons i actually quite liked that i'll tell it's you very now.
0: Mo- it's very mobile-esque
1: Yes. But I quite liked it. I quite liked it. There's mm-hmm. parts I didn't like, but I like that. The weapon system in that in that sense is quite unique in that way. And like you say, as as you say, very mobile esque. So the player constantly fires, the fire button changes your current weapon. The basic weapon is the orbiter, which the player always has, picking up weapons. Icons increase the power of the weapon by one, as as I've said, going all the way up to four. Dying reduces your weapon by one power level, or um, loses it if the weapon is at power one, which I also quite liked. I quite like the way that worked, with the exception of orbiter, which you can't lose, obviously. Mm-hmm. As the weapons get more powerful, their fire rate becomes faster, the bullets become stronger um the five weapons I said orbiter and all the rest of it have gone through all of those i think this is a pretty decent shooter all said and done especially for three quid the graphics are pretty good a little bit on the bitty side i felt a little bit the scrolling's a little bit not quite smooth and that's a little bit annoying but mm-hmm. i might be able to put that to one side it's the sort of side scrolling standard side scrolling shooter format really so you move across there's things you need to avoid and obviously these things fly you near the patterns or right at you there's slightly less patterns here I think but they are still there there's loads of stars in the background which I found a little bit disconcerting I think they could have just reduced to their star count and that would have upped the frame rate I think I think it's so quite, as it's, well yeah. the screen's quite busy yeah. not really busy and that's a, that's a little bit distracting it's quite I think nice less, to have it, the, less the mar- is more like the parallax
0: starfield is a nice a nice effect, not just one layer yeah it's layer. a nice
1: idea but it's just a little bit there's too it's many just, yeah it's just a, I think reduce, just, reduce just, stars by 50% yeah it's just too many notes too many notes just check a few out and it'll be yeah, better. so the animations and the scrolling are a little bit jittery for me, but and the stars, I say are too ba- it's too dotty. But I'm picking up little things really. This feels closer to sidearms than anything else, and that's a pretty good thing. And it's a good get two player game this as well. The sounds and the music are actually quite decent here on-, on the whole, and I actually found myself quite liking this because it kept. All the things we said about sidearms, strange enough, about the control system, they're all kind of corrected for this. It's got more yes. of the weaponry, more of the upgrades, the sort of the almost match sidearms, and you get the kind of little, because you can collect these little dots that rotate around you as well, which is quite nice. Yep. So those things that they said were impossible to do in sidearms when they asked the developers, couldn't we have the rotating blobs? Like, no, it's, we can't do them. It's impossible. C64's not capable of rotating blobs. I beg to differ, said the people who made Zybex. Yeah. So you got the rotating blobs and all of look and feel. I found myself quite liking this generally. I think it has the feel of something a bit more expensive overall and it's not a bad little shoot up um it's just a little bit jittery there's some clever choices in here about how it works and i think that's to be commended the layout of the graphics and everything is standard side side scrolling stuff and it is a bit busy but there's a good game to be had a good two-play game to be had in here and for three pounds i've seen way worse side scrolling shoot ups than this at full price. I've seen way worse top-down scrollers shoot ups than this for this price. This isn't bad. Got a got silver medal rating in Zap. It's 93% is, for, I suppose for a budget game, it's good. It's a, probably maybe a tad high because there are little issues here and there. But I quite liked it. Now, I didn't, I thought it was a different game when I, the one in my mind when I, before I played this. I don't quite know what I was thinking it was. Um, but I think I'd amalgamated Z out and X out and a few other different Z games into this <laughs> one thing. So when I kept, got to this, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting it to be more like Cybernoid in my head. I don't know why, than Zybex. I'm not sure what I'd conflated it with. And I think there's a Houston shoot em up as well that I'd put into it as well at some point. I don't know. It wasn't what I expected. So when I when I loaded it up, I thought, actually, this is, this is pretty nifty. Hats off, I think this is their first game as well. At least, it, I think it's the first one of mm-hmm. first one that's out. I think, so. I think they have done a bad job for this. It's not bad at all. So I thought, yes, good choices made here. Good design choices. Keeping the shooting going is a good thing. So I'd have to focus on that. I can think about, mo- you know, staying out of the way of the bullets, which there's quite a lot of and a lot of the enemies. That isn't bad. It's a good offset of balance. Nice to see that. People thinking about how they're making these games now. Good ideas. Good ideas in there. Just a little bit jittery, but you know what? They'll probably fix those bugs in later games. What about you?
0: Yeah, so this is an interesting take on, this, un- take? Interesting take on the sidearms kind of shooter, but in budget format. You know, nice presentation throughout. The good tune on the title screen. I really like the tune. I was listening to it for quite a while, just letting that play while I was writing my review. Yeah, it is a good one. Um, and so I was quite happy to have that burbling along in the background. Some really nice visuals. Backgrounds are really nice. Not quite i-o level but not you know the good there's better, better than three quids worth better than three quids worth yeah and nice sound effects as well you know i like the sort of thump, thump, the different sounds the lasers made and stuff and
1: yeah the sounds were good
0: so that i so thought that was there's some good thought there and, and i do like the different the different weapons were nice as well the ability to play one or two players is good to see and the unusual control format that fire is simply used to select weapons is an interesting one works most of the time there's some points where i would have just liked to have been hammering it but you can hammer it can't because it kind of stops the bullets firing so it's yeah, kind of yeah. it's kind of a strange one but it just you know unless you've got more than one weapon then it do not work like at all but that's by the by there's a lot to like here for two for three quid i think this is a, a, a worthy addition to the budget shooter range at the top end really and wouldn't look out of place it was a little bit more expensive it's hard though the collision detect i thought the collision detection is a little off at times there was occasions when i thought mm. but then again it also works in the other way as well because sometimes i thought oh i'm gonna die there and i didn't die so but but it, it's a bit... Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. So it can be a bit frustrating in that respect. I didn't like th- th- there was some weirdness about it. Though. The fact that some pat- patterns can be randomly obscured behind the landscape is also frustrating at times. Because, due mm-hmm. to the nature of the way the game is designed, the next wave doesn't appear until the previous one is either destroyed or passes off screen, doesn't it? So yeah, you have to right. wait for them to go off. So sometimes, like, there's a bit right in the beginning where there's a load of grey ones just appear near the bottom, and there's usually a, a sort of wall in front of them, so you can't get to them. So you just have to kind of just stay at the top of the screen, just do, 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 twiddling your a little bit, waiting yeah, for them yeah, to yeah. scroll off screen because the the next wave won't come and you can't get down to them to kill them because you can't shoot through the wall and the two clo- anyway. So there's little bits like that which sort of you know show off some minor instances and also as well it's kind of weird because if you do destroy waves quicker then other waves will appear in different parts of the the, the landscape because the landscapes are constant but the waves come on as soon as then that one is destroyed so it's kind of a bit strange but it's interesting. That said, there's fun to be had here at the price it's a bargain. Sixteen waves as well, sixteen levels as far as well so. So and instant and one load thousand words mm. it? so yeah, it's yeah. one load yeah. 16 levels one aware. load and sidearms eight levels multi-load weird yeah take that sidearms. so yeah and, and like you said you know they did these spinny things around so the protector the loads this money mill different weapons you can swap between them quite nicely by just pressing the fire button it's all good I and mean, one of the reviewers in the that review just said given a choice between this and the conversion of sidearms i know which i'd choose and i think he's right this was a better version and like we, we did say in the review of sidearms that just keep you facing right
1: yes we did
0: we did, we, we said something needs to change and because of what they picked in that game didn't work and this shows that if it just kept you facing right and having you shooting would have been much better And which is what we kind of said. But yeah, this is this was an interesting budget title with some nice ideas and it was tough but I imagine with two players, this is great. I didn't get to play it with two players but I was impressed with this. Yeah, I enjoyed my time. It was a good blast. And that music's really good. I really like the music. Don't know who he was. Never heard anything by him before. I Adam Gilmore.
1: Yeah. You, you'll have heard Draconis because we used one of the interstitials in the podcast.
0: Oh, maybe then. But not. it's not something I'm uh, fully aware of, shall we say. Um, mm. But yeah. But yeah, good stuff. Noob. Zybex. Unusual. But yeah, 93%. Yeah, I suppose for three quid. Yeah, don't see why not. Good stuff. Mm. Here we go. Let's move on. another one point x point x is our next one full price it's got 51 percent straight so we've had a, a horizontal sh- uh shooter based on an arcade game now we have another shooter vertical style also based on an arcade game but this one is a shameless xevious clone <laughs> shameless yeah point it x I'm, I'm guessing the x stands for xevious it's as derivative as to come this is xevious really it's not you know let's not beat around the bush here it's programmed by m beach that's M, the initial M, Beach. With co-programming by Jimmy, graphics by Lloyd, and music by Boone. Um, okay, fair enough. But to give them their real names, it's Magnus Strand, Jimmy Carlson, and Bo Melberg on audio. Still just okay. Lloyd on visuals, though. Don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Lloyd. Anyway, the first thing that will hit you when this loads up is the music. <laughs> and it's a raucous din of awful proportions. Oh,
1: god, got that music. It's
2: all
0: over the place. There's just bits firing off in all directions. I actually thought that my version might be bugged. I thought, oh, is this... Is this not running properly? Is this not? Is something happened here? But uh, so I looked at the review in Zap and they they mentioned the same in their review about the cacophonous uh, noise. So and uh, it's just just a noisy, annoying intro tune. It's crazy. The title screen is odd as well. I'm going to use that word a lot here, odd, because this game feels odd. There's, there's something odd about this game. It's weird. There's, there's nothing on the title screen, really. But there's, well, actually, no, there's lots on the title screen, but there's not really much. You've got some keys to press F1 to pause, so some instructions, F3 and 5 to raise or lower the volume. And you want to press F3 a lot to knock that title <laughs> screen off. <laughs> You'll music need that down. one. Yeah. Uh, and F7 to self destruct in game if you just want to reset. All this is over a, a scrolling bas relief squares. <laughs> They're just scrolling. Fast Relief Very Squares. strange. Uh, and it's got the no- name Point X in massive capitals at the top of the screen. It looks really strange. It's like soft. There's something weird about the way this looks. Um, mm. A quick jab of the fire button and we're straight into the game and, and you want to jab it quickly to get away from that music. There's no preamble to this. This is quick quick switch to a black screen and then we have our black outline craft flying up a green background with some grey paths and the Xevious target reticule in front of us. It looks like Xevious. They've used the middle half of the screen to make the play area ratio closer to the aspect ratio of the arcade. And I thought is the first some nice touches this game has. So the, it's long, it's taller than it is wide. So they've gone for that aspect ratio. So the UI is minimalist, shall we say, to say the least. <laughs> Having just a score and your energy bar in the bottom left of the screen. So that's it. There's two black bars down the left and right screen. There's nothing in it apart from the bottom left is a score and a bar. So this game has an energy bar. Which is unusual for a shoot 'em up. So when you take hits, it slowly reduces. And when it runs out, you die and it's game over. So there's a different kind of feel to this in that you're not so worried about taking hits, immediate hits, until you get down a bit. But so like in most games, you get shot, you get you get respawned and you carry on. And this is a bit of a different flow to it, there's a different feel. What I mean, it's an odd game. I thought the visuals were pretty solid, really. The backgrounds are quite nice. There's some really nice wave formations and the animations as well on the sprites, like the ones where the aircraft come down and flip and fly away from you. Some really nice some really nice smooth animation going on in this. The land emplacements fire at you. So there's bits, but they only certain ones. So there's ones with there's so like Xivius, you can bomb stuff on the floor. So there's just they fire some of them fire at you, the planes sometimes fire at you, but they don't have a dead eye shot. So they don't fire all the time at where you are. Sometimes they'll just shoot near you, which is you know gives you a chance you can kind of guide yourself away from them a little bit more. It's not it's not like we've seen in so many of the other shooters like um, Flying Shark or it's uh, American version Sky Shark and uh, IO earlier on, where it's just everything is just aimed at you immediately. So you're constantly having to move. This doesn't have that. So it, it feels a little more it feels a little more welcoming. There's, there's 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 something about it. It's weird. There's a relaxed atmosphere to this. The landscape scrolls past. It. There's no music. It's no. it just scrolls past like Zevia style targets appear. Uh, so on the floor you've got these landing placements and these can either be benign you know they're just there or they will have these little black dots and they shoot at you as well you don't need to press any keys um, or anything like that you just place your target over them and you instantly bomb them which is again another nice touch you just instantly shoot them you're just bombing all the time so that's quite nice you don't have to do two things at once I thought this is easily, there's multi levels. There's, so there's, I think there's 10 levels to get through. And when you get to the end of a level, it just so it kind of stops. You go over a bit of a forest, it stops, it gives you a score well done. Um, and then you're on to the next level. I thought this is the, probably the best version of Xevious we have had to play. There's a couple we've had, and this is by far better than anything else. It does have some strange oversights, though. The most glaring of which is no high score. You go, what's the point of a sh- shoot 'em up game with no high score? There's not even records, there's no. not even just a high score table, there's no high score. There's there's no yeah, recording weird. of scores, which is weird. It's a shoot up game. You have high scores. And also the game has power-ups, <laughs> but they're almost impossible to collect almost impossible because they whiz by you really fast and you, you don't really have enough speed to get to them but should you collect them and they all look the same apart from the different colors they come whizzing down so there's no real sort of indication sometimes of what they do so the best I could make of it I think the yellow ones give you some energy back the red ones make you into like a four a wider ship that fires four bullets instead of one the white ones make you slightly faster and I think there's one that's orange I think that changes you into a two bullet wide ship, so slightly wider but you only fire two bullets there's other colors as well I caught a purple one I think. Or a blue one. I don't. I, I couldn't discern any difference or anything that it did. Maybe it was just for points. I, I don't know. Uh, and they're all randomly dispersed they kind of come at the same time but you don't know what color you're going to get and they don't, where they are on the screen so good luck in catching any of them it's, it's really i found it really hard to try and nail down exactly what they did it or, or you know so that was tricky on the whole though that with a little bit more around the edges this could have been very good at its heart it's xevious there's no doubt in that so it's whether you like xevious or not but it's visuals and style seems to be from it feels like it's from another computer or an old arcade game they've captured a feel of like old arcade look and feel and it doesn't look or feel like a c64 game so it's really hard to put my finger on what exactly it is about it there's just something odd in this game it's not brilliant but like i said it's the best sevious game we have it got 51 i think it's a bit too low 10 levels to work through um and i think the, the use of the energy bar it's very hard you, you know it, you lose a lot of it but once you get used to it you can kind of get quite far the energy bars i think is an interesting addition to the genre we've not really seen it and i think it, you know it adds something different there is another problem, though. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that. That when you go from level to level, you lose any power ups, and that's a bit of a downer. So that kind of negates getting them because if you you want to, you know, you should feel power more powerful going into the later levels, but you're not. You're always reduced to your base status at the start each level. So you know, it's Xavius your, your mileage with this is gonna vary depending on just how much you like it. I guess that original because this feels very zevious. It is zevious. It's the best version of zevious we have on the on this machine. Um, and, but, you know, I enjoyed my time with this. It's simple. It is what it is. It's a 90, what was Devious? 1983? Something like that. So it's an it's a, it's an old style game, but it's a well done old style game, I guess, and that's the, probably the best I can say about it. I did enjoy it, but it's
1: it's that kind of thing. What about you? What did you think to this? Average, 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 yeah. average. This is as average as it gets. Another top down shooter that's average, influenced by any million and number of the other games, but principally, as you say, he's evious. It's very sparse. This, which is, I think, one of the big problems that I have. It is, bit. yeah. So it's just the graphics are okay. There's nothing particularly wrong with them. They are a little bit out of time in an in a an episode where we've got I O. The graphics look like they've been drawn by a five year old in comparison, but they are functional and they do what they're supposed to do in the context of this game. But they're just a bit sparse. The the enemies, and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. It gives you room to breathe. I suppose you're not you're not enemies piling on you every second, but just feels a little bit like a big empty void space with a few bits in it. Okay, the gameplay area is like you say been framed to be a little bit smaller. Maybe it's playable. I think it's a bit expensive for what it is. I think so as well. Yeah, as a budget title, this would have been great. Yeah, uh, it would have been actually. And the music is. very drum and tom-tom heavy. It's like someone discovered they had some kind of drum kit and you
2: know, just set, set off
1: the demo mode on 50 <laughs> keyboards at once or something. Yep. Um, it's just loud and annoying, you know, but you can sort of bypass that because you can turn it down and get past it quick enough. It's just borrowing a lot from other games. Do they do it better? I don't know. Maybe the budget ones, maybe. But um, some of the full price older titles that are quite good Light Force and things like that were probably out on budget by now. And I don't know if Point X is just a bit expensive and a bit out of time. Yeah, um, I think that's right. But there are good things to commend with it, as you say. I quite like the way that you just pulled down to drop your bomb and and that was nice and simple. And it just, uh, things that it did instinctively, I I actually quite like the energy feature. That was quite a nice idea. Nice to see something like that. Again, they're thinking a little bit about player affordance. That's an interesting thing because IO didn't and that had all the graphics and whiz-bangery in the world. Just shows you that if you'd have combined that sort of the thought for the player between this Zybex and uh, IO and put them into IO, you'd have had a really formidable game. Just a pity they're not all combined into one cont- contingent thing. Um, but nah, this was average and I, I think 50% is about right. It's not. It's a bit out of time and it's a bit expensive to be any higher than that. But put, give it a budget, give it one ninety nine, and you would have had a good contender at something, I think. Yeah.
0: I, th- I think you're right. I, I didn't really I think I didn't take that into consideration was the price 999 probably does smack it straight into the 50 percent range um, and I think I think you're right on that but yeah if this was a budget title and, and it's not surprising that it looks like it borrows some other games because I think everything borrows from Xevious and this is just Xevious so it's kind yeah, of yeah, it's totally kind of that, doing yeah. that kind of loop bit it's kind of like Xevious came first
1: loads of stuff borrowed for it and then somebody's just doing Xevious I mean it's not doing anything offensive it's just doing it something quite expensively which yeah. perhaps it shouldn't but didn't have
0: the spinny tables that Xevious no, had. it's just a bit
1: void of stuff I mean in, in there's enemies in there, like you say, they've collectible things are basically not collectible things. They fly past like a <laughs> missile. <or> a <laughs> yeah, ship. What was that? No. <laughs> I was like, Do I collect those? Oh, I do collect them. I got managed to get the four ship for the four shooty thing upgrade, which is quite cool. Um, it, it does feel like you're upgrading there's stuff to like in there, but it's just a little bit sparse and a little bit expensive.
0: Shame. Yeah, I think you're right. There we go. Point X. Not terrible, not brilliant, but just all right. See Let's move on to our next one. and let us question our scruples in a question of scruples, Graham.
1: Pointless exercises sometimes, <laughs> aren't they? C64 games sometimes. Yep. S- somebody should have said at some point this was a stupid thing to do, but they didn't. And at the same time, the same the person went, then we can charge £12.95 for it. So I went, alright, that's not a good price for anything, because you're basically, but well, we'll come to it. You'll, you'll understand what I mean in a moment. It's got 41% in the Zach review. This is from Leisure Genius slash Virgin Games. Copyright, of course, is Hasbro. The code here was Sentient software where the graphic sentence software? I don't know who that comprises I didn't dive dive that far into it so a question of uh, scruples a question of scruples itself is a card game based on ethical dilemmas the game was invented by Henry Macau in 1984 players are given five yellow cards apiece. each yellow card with a moral dilemma such as you accidentally damage a car in a car park do you leave a note with your name and number? Question mark. Each player also has a re- single red card with either a yes, no, or depends printed upon it. The player must ask the question on a yellow card of the person whom the holder of the yellow card believes most likely to reply with the answer on the questioner's red card. That makes sense. Yes, um, The game thus tests how well players know each other. Now, just hold on to that important fact. The game thus tests how well players know each other. Very important. Mm-hmm. If the answer matches that on the red card, the question to discard both yellow card and red card, then takes another red card. The game is won by the player who first discards all five of his or her yellow cards. Or their, sorry, yellow cards. Okay, that's the that's how you play the, the actual game because this is a physical game made computer flesh and not in a good way. You Don't. <laughs> long live the new flesh. Not in this case. So this is a C64 conversion of that into a game okay the game is for three to ten players good thing that which can all be computer players bad thing that mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. bad thing I don't see why anyone would think that this game would work at all in any way shape or form at all anywhere anyway you can choose a face when you play this game so you choose your face and it's basically the kind of a kind of ish version of the board game played out and I'm being kind the game plays weirdly because you're prompted to give a reason for your reply from a list of things it's, it formalizes the constructs of a game that r- deliberately requires no formal constructs it's an idea of testing someone's morality and their scruples this isn't something where you you know your scruples can't be dictated to you by a drop you know a, a- selection criteria and that is a problem isn't it in a game that isn't reliant on that Mm -hmm. so this game isn't about scruples this is a multi-choice game This is just about choosing multi-choice things and multiple choice which is which is no good (laughs) it's no good that's not fundamentally that is not the game that they've set out to make at all so not only does it play weirdly it doesn't allow the kind of things that this game does which is the fun part of this is when you've got friends in the room and they're you know they're confessing to something that you think oh my god and you know it's the whole thing. You are challenged with a moral dilemma, and you know what would your reaction be? And this game can cause a lot of arguments in friendships as well. I've I've, I've heard you know ruminations that this game can really have, it can split people up and it can split relationships up. This mm-hmm. kind of this kind of thing. But anyway, so to try and emulate like that in this is impossible because really you're, you're playing through graphic versions of this with multi-choice responses and it doesn't work it just doesn't work so it's not fun and that's the other key part of this game is that you know the idea of challenging someone's scruples is fun it's not fun if you do it like this at all this reminds me of that Jack Charlton fishing game pointless it's a yep. pointless thing to do from a looks point of view the board game looks better that's all I'm saying it just looks better get the get the sorry the board game the card game get the card game it looks better than this this is some high res graphics unpleasantness that doesn't really help matters it's scrunching scrunching a game that doesn't need to be on, on a screen and focusing it on a screen with deliberately horrible graphics to look at um, which isn't nice nope. there must have been a better way to implement this or I think this is just a suggestion I'm going to pack there don't make this board game in, this. This sorry this board card game into a computer game at all don't do it because it's, it's not it doesn't work some things are just better in person and this game is reliant on you having friends in the room not AI variants Commodore 64 AI variants of people that don't you have no knowledge of how can you assess the scruples of somebody you don't know it's impossible mm-hmm. it defeats the purpose of playing the game I and mean, even if you have people that you do know, why would you choose to do it round a TV screen and have multi-choice responses that you have to choose from as a kind of reply back as opposed to actually going through the pain of having to confess to something and um, not that per- and maybe knowing or, or less about that person than you might otherwise have thought or think more or less of them. I don't know. It doesn't work. This for me, obviously, uh, is a complete misfire and a, and a mistake. Can you imagine, for example, if you played a game of Cards Against Humanity and it was played out like this? No. It wouldn't work. It would not work for the set exact same reason. You're reliant on people. This relies fundamentally on human beings to interact with each other. Take that away, and you haven't got a scruple. And you haven't got a scruple because it's impossible. So I thought this was stupid. Um, I've, yeah. I've, I actually quite like the game of scruples. I say it can be a very challenging game to play with the wrong people. But at the same time, this is just stupid. And 13 quid, it's probably about as much as the actual game to buy physically. So go and buy it physically. you have more fun. Have a few drinks with it as well. Don't yep. go, bring all your mates around, all 10 of them, go, right, <laughs> everyone, get around this 14 uh, inch cul- This court portable i've got and look at these graphics Are <laughs> oh, they in my eyes no they're not you, you're just saying that because that's the kind of guy you are <laughs> oh better than that if you actually want to play the real the real life variant of this version of question of scruples go out and invite complete strangers around to your house and sit there and play the actual game with them because you won't know anything about them so yep. you won't know whether they're challenging their scruples or not that's that's, that's the equivalent stupid Stupid, stupid begets stupid. Why do this? Why I hate. I didn't. I, I hated it. It was, it, was, it was a stupid idea. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm saying really pointless endeavor. This in single player and not you know. I'm, I'm partly in multiplayer, but especially in single player. What's the point? Why is it playing against some random faces and AI? It's, it's not scruples. It's not. It's not. You know. I played. No. I played. You know. Played this back in the day. We used to have it. It used to be a very interesting game because the variety of answers you would get and the discussion that would spring up around these answers. You know. You. Wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't do yeah, that. You're not the yeah. kind of person. Yeah, I'm, are I'm, you? I'm, are challenge- you? I'm challenging that. Have you ever done this? But uh, yes, Have you, you haven't. You'd actually,
1: you'd actually do a shit in your friend's dustbin. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's,
0: you know, and Gary, it was... take note. <laughs> they really do that you know that's it is this is this what someone really thinks of me and so on and so on that's you know people got you wouldn't That's do the that. scruple I, part yeah, yeah that's the scruples you know like no i would i would stand up for someone, but i wouldn't whatever you know it's it, it, as you said it's a social interactive experience this game and that's what you that's what drove it that's what made it so popular not this all of this is lost it was only four answers to give even in multiplayer it's just, who that's just stupid and over programs it you've had it, it would feels like such an odd thing to convert because this is is one game where the joy and enjoyment is predicated on the social interaction. It's a mechanically light game, really, in, in general, yeah. you know, in, in the actual gameplay. So it suffers massively when converted to a digital platform. I don't know why they limited it to four answers. They could have just they could have just left it open to yes, no, and depends, and still allowed the discussion to happen in multiplayer, and then just gone yes. right, now you've decided, okay, right, now tell us what happened. You know, even then, it's quite, but like you've rightly said, this is a cumbersome way to play the game. The board game, the original board game, is probably around the same price, maybe a little bit more expensive, but it's so what you're going to get way more out of it i would say that whoever okayed this conversion was lacking some scruples as this is obviously nothing more than a cash-in it's on loads of different platforms as well it was on the amstrad spectrum dos atari st apple 2 really went for it with this and it's dreadful it's just a pointless pointless exercise in a pointless you know games like monopoly okay fair enough because it's luck based and you're buying stuff and there's things to do and you can get those kind of board games and you kind of understand and board games can work with computer games things like that brian clubs football one You're yeah brilliant. absolutely because the computer added this you know did all the random stuff and all the football stuff and you had the board game so it can work this is a card game built around people talking to each other yep this is
1: anathema to video games absolutely You know, ne- the next one after this will be pictionary where you have to draw what you want with the j- joystick <laughs> on like a koala pad
0: oh it'll be that what was the other one uh the one where you had to d- it'll be uh cranium where you had to mold the stuff up or do <laughs> yeah. you, you get the you get the clay and you have to make the make dough models the dough
1: one. yeah what's it called yeah. what that's called i now, can't remember it? rapido yeah rapido yeah and
0: so but this is just stupid 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 and, and as you said utterly pointless and and i didn't get it i didn't get it and it was it was crap to play as well and that's stupid what were you supposed to make of that graph that of the people you're like oh it's oh, strong and integrity stupid. here and less there and
1: I don't, no. what does all
0: this mean
1: nothing it was just that's like i said it was just screen waffle trying to mask the fact yeah. that they'd ruin something that was actually quite fun.
0: And it was stupid to watch as well. Cause I played it in like four player with like three computer players and it was stupid to watch them challenging each other. Yeah. It's like I said, it
1: doesn't make any sense it's whatsoever. Like,
0: what's going on?
1: <laughs> you wouldn't say that. You're not real. None of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who are you talking? There's nothing
1: happening. What's going on here? John, are you in
0: the bedroom talking to people? No, ma'am. It's the scruples. The scruples people are telling me I'm 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 lying.
1: Just be grateful they didn't add a speech to it. No, you wouldn't do that, would you oh my god, it'd be terrifying. I don't think you do that, John. <laughs> there is no way you would drink that much lager. <laughs>
0: awful although that would have made it better
1: actually it would have made it better it would
0: have been way better uh, but this was crap we are
1: available it. for all uh, kids parties by the way absolutely speak and spell magic as we like to call yeah. it yeah it's the it's the speak and spell stand-up comedian hello there i like who i'm looking at and then later on we become big mouth <laughs> Riding on a big track on stage. That'd be cool. Eight That's forward, cool. eight forward, eight oh, forward. No. I in 18. Oh, no. Four to the right,
0: four to the right.
1: Drop apple. Not from there. Where'd the apple come from? Don't ask. It's best oh. you don't know. Christ, i got the trailer in the back of this big track. That cost me an extra 75 quid. Would you like some pips? <laughs> To be fair, the batteries won't last that long. He'd be like, beep,
2: beep, beep.
1: Oh, the no, not, batteries have run out. I am to... not designed to carry this carriage. Get off! Get off! <laughs>
0: <laughs> big track, no
1: more. <laughs> <laughs> big track broken. <laughs> Pray for big track. <laughs> It said it could hold my weight.
0: <laughs> it said it was like an ant.
1: <laughs> it said it could hold, if it was the size of a cat, it could hold a speedboat. You bloody liars. <laughs> Where
0: would this apple come from? <laughs>
1: Uh, that's the big track comedian. Everyone, big track. there he is. He's, <laughs> he's leaving he's the l- stage sl- very slowly now.
0: Very slowly. Oh no, he's,
2: he's
1: not gone far
0: enough. Uh, program
1: oh, he's, it. his batches eight have forward, run out.
0: Eight <laughs> oh,
1: he's gone left. He didn't expect that, did he? Didn't expect to go left there. Oh, his rubber bands come off one of the tracks. That's why
0: he's just going in around in a circle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll help him up later. The curtains have just come across now. That's it. On him. bulge in the curtain. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, get beep, off beep, me! Beep, beep. Get off me! It won't accept my commands. I want to live. Beep, beep. Uh. Pray for Big Track. <laughs> big Track lives. <laughs> 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 just, go, just goes off into the distance. Where is it going to go? We don't know. we Don't know. On do wild do, adventures. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the littlest Big Track. The littlest Big Track. <laughs> Every town he stops he makes a new friend. (laughs) Don't program him badly. (laughs) He'll turn
3: around
0: and turn around again.
1: (laughs) He'll just keep moving on if you press the right button combination.
0: (laughs) Until his batteries
1: run out. (laughs) Until his batteries run out in two minutes.
0: scruples then (laughs) (laughs) because it was crap stupid idea led us to a big track nonsense there we go Crested scruples was rubbish (laughs) big tracks great though Uh, (laughs) all right moving on moving on (laughs) one more one more game And that game is another budget shooter. It is Battle Valley. Battle Valley, another budget shooter. Mm. This time with a side order. Well, actually, it's not because this came out before it. But a little bit of silkworm in here, silkworm. But you yeah. know. but this comes out before silkworm. There you go. Mm. Um,
2: and
0: this is Battle Valley from Racket. I think it's Racket in it. The presentation yeah. by Simon Wellard uh, and Mark Washbrook. Coding by Simon Wellard. Graphics by Mark Washbrook.
1: And audio by Charles Deenan and. Jerome Tell, otherwise known as the Maniacs of Noise. Is that the, is that them too? Is it? Yes, that, they formed Maniacs of Noise. I did Charles wonder Dina if it was those Tell. two. Yeah,
0: I didn't. I was sure, yeah. but I did think that was the case. I knew you would. Yeah, um, yeah um, another C64 Sid Legends makes their appearance. The decent title screen piece of music. I'm and sounds. Like, I'm not sure the split on duty is here. Do they? I don't know how they work together. You probably know that I, better than I, I do. I'm not
1: sure on this one actually. I'll we'll have to contact Jerome uh, and ask him.
0: Yeah, it's a good piece of music though. That's for sure. It's nice, nice yes. tuness. In. in fact, the whole front end of this shows a good deal of care and consideration. There's a nice military font in place like a good yes. font, um, and some nice cinematic fading of credits on the title screen, along with a strangely, I have to say, out-of-place visual effect <laughs> going on yeah, around it. Yeah, it is quite
1: it. like zibby zabby in like, the background, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and I, I think a black background rather than the blue one would have looked better.
1: Um, yeah, it would have been a bit more sci-fi, I think, wouldn't it? It would have lent itself to it a bit better. I think,
0: it, yeah, that blue just looks weird. It's like we said about the you said about the brown earlier on, and it's wrong colour. Yes, of color. it
1: does look weird, it does.
0: Anyway, it looks way above a lot of the budget fare we've seen recently. Reminded me of um, that other one we got from Racket, the guy who did Starburst, Sunburst, whatever it was. Oh that yeah, 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 that was yeah, yeah. well. pretty good as well. Um, so stab at the fire button, we get some options. We can have one or two players, music on or off through the game, so musical sound effects, and whether to have double fire mode on or off. Aye. Double fire mode. But I'll explain what that is later on. Once chosen, we press the fire button and we're into the game. It seems that despite the world's best efforts to get rid of all the nukes, terrorists have stolen two of them and secreted them at either end of the titular Battle Valley. Starting in the centre of the valley, you have 30 minutes to take out both missiles. Because should you not do this, then civilization will end in a horrendous firestorm. I can only know that these must be pretty powerful nukes for just two of them to take out the world, but you know, what do I know? Um, you mean they'll I'm... blow
1: up half the world each?
0: <laughs> they really will. I'm no nuclear physicist, so you know, what do, what do I know? <laughs> when the game starts, we're presented with our home base uh, and what we, what we have here is a bidirectional shooter where you can control either a a helicopter or a tank. At the start, pushing up launches a helicopter, or moving to the left or right starts the tank moving. So you just choose it that way. So it's quite, it's quite simple. Um, the first thing you notice is the slightly odd control system you got going on here. No matter which way uh, you've chosen and started to move, um, and despite this being a bi-directional scroll, the craft always keeps going uh, in that direction, and you kind of play it more like a side-scrolling shooter. So once it starts scrolling, it, it just, that's the, the, the scrolling speed is is set. You don't speed the scrolling up or anything. You actually move around within the screen space. Of it scrolling, so it's kind of like nemesis and all those kind of things. So it's a set speed, yeah. So you're always facing that way. It's like, but it's also it's also got an element of defender in the, a certain way because the only way to turn around is to either hit the space bar or jab the fire button twice if you've got that double fire mode on. So that's like defender, isn't it? Where you hit a button to turn yeah. around, yeah, yeah, and yeah. face you the, and face the other direction. That so is. if you press the space bar or double tap, you stop and, the, and then you stop scrolling and you kind of sort of turn to face the screen. The tank or the helicopter turns to face the screen, and in that way, you can then choose to head in the opposite direction and start scrolling the other way. Or you can just go back the way you know, just carry on in the same direction it's up to you my recommendation is to turn double fire mode off and use the space bar
1: because yes i agree i,
0: I like to hammer the fire button to shoot so i just kept finding myself stopping Stopping, stopping, stop it, turn it off. It's much better. You don't need to stop that often. So you can do it with the space bar. It's not that fast a game where you need to do it a lot. So you can easily do it with the space bar. That's what I found anyway. It's the same for both the tank and the helicopter, that control system. So no matter which one you're controlling, they control exactly the same. The only difference is the tank has, you can move it. So the the helicopter moves up and down as well in this, you know, because it's obviously flying. The tanks up and down controls the angle of its turret. So you can fire up and, and slightly downwards as well as you're moving. Obviously the way across the valley is not easy and there are plenty of things in your way to try and destroy you. They've got enemy fighters, SAM missiles. um, There's all kinds of stuff coming in. There's rockets, uh, missiles, all kinds of stuff. All manner of other military paraphernalia to blow you up is is coming in on you. Um, As you take hits, you're notified on the UI on the bottom of the damage status, which moves from light to medium to we're all going to die, probably. The UI at the bottom is quite simple with the player currently playing in the the bottom left. The countdown to Armageddon is in the bottom right and the number of rockets for the health helicopter and shells for the tank are in the middle this ui at the bottom the rest of the screen is taken up with the smooth scrolling play area as you progress through the level you'll find broken bridges these need to be fixed by the helicopter which has a winch you have to uh, you have to pick up barrels i think don't you and drop them on it yeah yeah i I, um so which has a winch to let the tank travel over this you've got to fix the bridges so the tank can get there because only the tank can take it because you find enemy bases as you progress only the tank can take over the enemy bases that allows your helicopter to land on them And if you do this, you can restart from those bases, um, I I believe. I never managed to achieve this because I'm rubbish. Uh, But the instructions say to press delete. That's the Spectrum version, so it might, might be the same on the C64 version. And that allows you to transfer to the farthest captured base on the far side of the HQ, which is good. Should you die? Because if you die, you go back into the middle of the you know the middle of the map, and you've got to make your way all the way back out to the left or the right, and you're losing precious seconds and timer. Because that's also a problem. Because should you die, if you hit the ground in the helicopter, you'll die. If you hit an enemy object that's on the ground, you'll die. If you try and land on a something that you can't hit, you'll die. Or if you run out of energy flat, you'll die. You, you lose five minutes of the countdown timer, and you've only got thirty minutes. So essentially, at most, you've got like six lives um, before you're out of time and it's game over in Armageddon. So that's what you got to do. You got to so you got to work your way out to either end of this of this map and disarm these bombs. It's quite tricky. You've only got a limited amount of time. You've got to fix the bridges with your helicopter, get the tanks out there, and they both start from the middle. So you kind of you can shoot a lot of this stuff in the helicopter as you're making your way out there, and and so that, that, that then you go out as a tank. The graphics in this, I thought, were quite smart. The, someone in the chat said they were amazingly realistic. They're, they're not quite, but they're, they're still they're, they're still good. <laughs> they're, they're still pretty good overall. The actual there's some very smooth scrolling uh, with multiple levels of power. Parallax, which is quite nice to see, mm. and it's all very nice. There's some even some parallax scrolling on the animated water as you go over the bridges as well. That's, there is that's, that's, that's very good as well. The helicopter and the tank, they're big, well drawn, and well animated. The crawl controls are snappy and responsive. The background themselves are a little samey, you know, they're but they're all right, but they're well drawn. It's not IO quality, but it's still pretty decent. And the play area is pretty big. You get a lot to move around in. The landscapes that you trundle along um, with the tank is varied. You got to go up and down hills and overdale and down mountains sort of thing. But and there's the, in this, the uh, helicopter. You can trying to dip in and blow stuff up and, and take it out so that's the, that's the whole point I like the fact that enemies you destroy stay dead should you die so you can yes. clean, clean the level out with your almost clean the level out with your helicopter repair the bridges and then get your tank to come out and you 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 kind of it, everything's gone you know there's maybe a few that you weren't able to get to and there's some you won't be able to get to and that's quite nice so it, it, your, your damage to your tank will be less as you're heading outwards so that's quite good as well and also the gate it's not down to lives as I said but it's down to completing the mission in the time allowed so if you keep dying you're going to die six times because that's five six times five 30 minutes game over but it doesn't feel like you know you've got a number of lives but that's just and you can you can take your helicopter back to base as well and land it and then you can head out in the tank so that's quite that's quite nice and quite a good idea does take a while though because these levels are quite big it's one single continuous level either way and it's quite massive so it takes a bit while i wish i think maybe a faster scroll would have been slightly bit nicer or something or a turbo boost something to head back or whatever it's just something but because it can be quite quite boring heading back if you cleared out all the enemies on the way out just have to fly back and go do 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 might be worth just killing yourself but probably not i couldn't find any other listing for simon wellard it's i think this is his only game it seems to be a bit of a shame really Mm. um it's very competently programmed this and it's quite well designed i thought that and it asks you to use your brain a bit you've got to figure it out you've got to kind of take your time work your way through it repair the bridges sort the stuff out get back use your tank work you know you slowly work your way out to one side and then you've got to do the same out the other one it's a bit gets maybe a bit repetitive because there's not that much variety it does have like i said some similar elements to silkworm because in the use of both like a ground and a helicopter to take on the enemies so like silkworm had the jeep and the helicopter this has the tank and the helicopter but this is not a simple side on scroller like silkworm was and just going from left to right this is you know different different and ask more of the player and by the looks of it it predates silkworm as well silkworm came out the only date i could find for it was 1988 doesn't say when what month this is early 1988 i can only presume this was coming before it this is a well presented well engineered and well designed game and uh, completely unknown to me i never played it before and certainly enjoyed my time trying to get to the end of the levels and get rid of the nukes i do intend to actually return to this I'm going to play this again because it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't have a horrifying difficulty level and seems like a game that you can you could actually complete you know with a bit of effort and, and and that to me is a bit refreshing right now considering some of the, the horror you know Absolutely. punitive nightmares we've been playing this feels welcoming and like with a bit of perseverance I could see myself getting through this so I'm going to give this a bit more of a crack and a bit more of a go because I did enjoy it and I felt like I was learning as I was playing and figuring things out as I was getting around it Zap gave this what 93 and 91, 90, 91 yeah and I think it deserves that I think this is a really 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 good game i I really enjoyed this what did you think
1: yeah same i've always liked battle valley and i've got particularly fond memories of the music because it is it is exceptionally good so there's a lot of things to like um and again mostly the same well pretty much the same things you've liked about it the graphics the graphics i think really good here nicely drawn good animations the scrolling really smooth could be a little bit faster, maybe, but it's all right for what it is. Music and sound effects are all excellent. It's nippy. It's got a nice feel to this game, very arcade-like. There's a couple of games it sort of reminded me of that we played that weren't as good as this. One of them was where you had to transport these people sort of left to right all the time. There was another game we played where you had to repair the bridge. We had to repair the road for the, the the vehicle as well. This is the little hints of other games in here, the logic, but they're taken the good parts. G-
0: G- Mask was it the first Ma- No, GI Joe or something. Was it, it was it was one of those. The mask there was one of the masks, but it might
1: be a mask or was it no, Mask Two was that horrible stupid It wasn't mask, thing it was we...
0: another kind of anime it was some other me- Yeah, You player. played a tank,
1: it, like a tank that ran on the ground and, then and you, you had also stuff. had a
0: helicopter as well, or something that yeah. you controlled yeah, as well.
1: Captain can't probably was that but oh what was it but there's there's little things like that so it's borrowed but you know when we see this when we see a game that has obviously borrowed some of the some of the things elements from other games and of course you know that's going to happen um, we know we're into you know it's reaching to the point where we're hitting the thousands of games mark now so um, of course the games are going to start to be derivative and based on perhaps other logic but they've here they've made the good idea real which is to pick out the things that worked out of that and iterate on them in a better way not do what a lot of games do which is pick the crap bits and make them worse so there's a good game in here i like the dual idea of controlling the helicopter and the tank and they control similarly so there's no learning curve they don't there isn't a horrible gravity thing pulling the helicopter down all the time or Mm -hmm. no there's none of that it's just you it's just to shoot them up and done in quite an innovative way and i like that about it and i think the controls i thought they were they were good enough for three quid i mean i don't know i think perhaps the arcade logic is is the thing that works against it a little bit because maybe it's just I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't always feel like I could shoot and blow the things in the way I wanted to. I don't know, but maybe that was just the way I was playing it. But at the same time, I still had a real blast with it. I'm not sure what the tactics are. Like you say, you got to think about this. You can't just. You could just get the tank and just scoot all the way off to the left and blow everything up. But that's not really going to work. You've you have know, got broken the bridges run.
0: to get over, so you can't. That's what
1: I mean. So you know, you can't. You've got to think about how you're going to plan this thing out a little bit, which is quite good. I think perhaps the one thing I would say is perhaps it relies a little bit on the same repetitive logic. Yes. So the pr- progression is something that you might, you don't really feel like you're getting anywhere sometimes. It just feels like it's sort of, you're going on and on and on and on and on to the left or to the right. Um, and maybe there's a little bit of that, but I'll, I'll let it, I'll forgive that for the three pounds that this costs. This is a good game. Um, and there's a bunch of really good thing going off in off in there. And, uh, you know, an auspicious start from a bunch of obviously quite talented people. And of course at the musical helm, you've got Charles Dean and Jerome Tell. Well, those two are phenomenal musicians. And this is a good example of, the kind of power that they're going to come up with and we're we're going to start seeing them come up a lot more in games from here on in Mm. so um, and that pleases me because I really like them so yeah Battle Valley all good we've used the Battle Valley music in our background music for this podcast since the beginning so it's often been there Um, so that tells you that it's one of I consider it one of the great ones 91% yeah I think that's. I think maybe it's a silver medal, isn't it? Yes, Two ninety nine. Another definitely. really good budget game. Um, yeah. So budget, the budget half. bonanza at the moment because we've had some crapola. You know, fruit machine simulator. No. Battle Valley. Yes. Cybex, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we so, had that good. Zip and Osmium last time, didn't we? Yeah. No, they were both no Osmium. Oh, 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 oh. No. <laughs> Battle Valley gets my vote. Um, it's one of my picks of this episode. I think that and uh, I would love to say IO, but I, I mean I love to look at it, but I just don't like playing it. So it would have to be. Zybex and, and Battle Valley are my picks of this particular episode if I have to pick. But um it's not been rich pickings, has it really for the past couple of episodes? Anyway, no. Battle Valley, thumbs up, well done. Well done. Well done. Well done.
0: Um that other game we were trying to remember was I knew it was based on a figures, Action Force. Action Force, that was it, yeah. That was the yeah. one wasn't it, yeah. It's Action Force. Action Force, yeah. Action Force, yeah. There we go. That's it. That's your games for this week. That was 8. So what did we look at? We looked at IO, which hi <laughs> ho, it's so hard. It's too uh, hard. just just too hard too hard for its own good masters of the universe the movie masters of the universe the movie that's not good that wasn't good no fruit machine simulator awful sidewalk no no No. two games with confusing maps yes confusing navigation systems yes don't make them confusing we looked at zybex which we liked which was you know budget sidearms but done well point x which was full price devious so maybe a game out of time yeah but still okay question of scruples which is a question of why yeah don't do that why? And then finally Battle Valley, which uh, you know, introduces to the maniacs of noise around a very good and interesting shoot 'em up with some decent stuff going on there, nice visuals. Mm. Um yeah, I'm probably with you. Battle Valley and Zybex probably the pick of that 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 lot. Two good budget games. Yeah, nice, nice stuff. As ever, if you wish to support us and support the podcast, you can do that. Uh, I know that at the moment, um, (laughs) who knows what's going on with the economy? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) It's It's a
1: roulette. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? But nothing to do with the mini budget that happened last Friday. It's nothing to do with the mini budget because it's an emergency measure. But don't worry about it. It's nothing to see here. God, I'm annoyed at the minute. Everyone in Britain's annoyed at the minute. Anyway, that's just, anyway, yeah.
0: if you have some money, <laughs> left, <laughs> if you have some money left and you wish to help out the podcast, you can do that by heading over to uh, Patreon.com forward slash Zapped to the Past. Uh, there is a one pound level, which obviously is a quid a month, and it helps us out, and we love you for that. Or there's the four pound fifty level, or your or your equivalent dollar four dollars fifty, exactly, moment, um, or whatever. And and so for that, whatever it is, you can get access to our discord early access to episodes ad free and things like that um and so there's loads of stuff going on and that would be really cool and obviously it helps us out massively so if you wish to do that please do set that that would be great next week what have we got coming up next week graham next week we have ikari warriors mm-hmm. Don't
1: know about that did one. that have a rotating controller on the arcade did i imagine it, that
0: it did have a rotate rotating controller yeah it had two yeah, controllers right. i think one okay. for moving and one for rotating right. um sub battle simulator i've imagined I've, i think uh, ikari that, Warriors. That-
1: tell me that isn't a Codemasters game at full price it can't be
0: <laughs> it is a full price game I don't know if it's a uh, Codemasters <laughs> one though I can have a look but I don't think it is it's got simulator in the words. So I never tweaked it probably is David David Darling somewhere
1: behind that they were like oh we're just going to call it sub battle and he just came and went simulator simulator yeah. call it simulator think, I bet he's got a bloody toilet roll simulator <laughs> What would that do? What wouldn't it do? It's the question you have to ask. <laughs> it wouldn't
0: simulate a toilet roll? no going by some of their other simulators. Yeah,
1: now you see, that's not, Those are the words that Mr D Double D doesn't hear. He doesn't. No, no, Double D. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that can't be simulated. Remember. Oh, uh, true. That uh, includes you. <laughs> Well, he wrote Scruples,
0: simulating everyone. <laughs> uh, Mini put, which is a, a, a small golf game, and then up against
1: World Tour Golf. Ooh, that's interesting. The new golf games is always interesting. Yeah, we'll see
0: what see what's going on in the world of golf. The Hunt for Red October. Oh. So we've got two sub-games,
1: two golf games. Oh.
0: Um, Test Drive, which oh, I no. seem to remember not being very good. Slain. Control
1: the car with a dot. Control your car with a dot. I don't remember, yeah. but I'm sure. Yeah. You fun. will owe the pain. Slain
0: uh, which is another uh, 2000 AD
1: um, uh, I thought I was
0: going to say is that 2000 version? AD and finally Gauntlet 2 the Ooh. deep. it's not the Deep Dungeons it's just
1: Gauntlet 2 just Gauntlet 2 yeah the second just Gauntlet, Gauntlet yeah. 2
0: that's it so that's what we've got coming up next week and obviously we'll be looking at the fun filled world of TV as well and what was going on in TV so who Ooh. knows what was going on in March 1988 that's it that's it for this week it you is. got anything you wish to add Mr Raddings
1: no I don't I don't I'm just going to uh, go for a game of Scruples the real version, not <laughs> the this, real version, this foolish six Commodore 64 nonsense of a game.
0: You are tasked with making a, a Commodore 64 version of the game Scruples. <laughs> would you do it?
1: <laughs> oh, the irony of getting that as my first card, <laughs>
0: it would be, wouldn't it? Oh, um, there we go. So, as ever, um, we'll leave you on that. Uh, you have been listening, no, I have been, so I'll give me a right. <laughs> I have been Adrian Mills.
1: And I have been Graham. I'm on top of a big track heading out into the (laughs) distant sun, Raddings.
0: (laughs) And you have been listening to Zap to the Past. And we will see you again next week. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Zap to the Past podcast.